0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. dot Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: We have an investigation happening in Buffalo. Apparently, before this tragic incident occurred at the grocery store, advance warning was given to several people, one of which was a retired federal agent. So now it is being reported by the Buffalo News that there is an active investigation into whether or not this individual should be charged as an accomplice. Of course, this story is going around because a lot of people are looking into let's just call it uh nefarious and malicious means behind the scenes involving federal agents with uh, these these uh tragic incidents that have occurred i i don't I don't believe you know I don't blindly just believe the theories that people are putting out the conspiracies. But I do think they're, they're it's interesting to talk about because some people seem to think there may be more going on. And I think the information we get out of these warrants an investigation. So guess what? They're investigating this guy. Now, typically, when people investigate themselves, they don't find they did anything wrong. So who knows? But there are a lot of other questions about what happened with the Uvalde shooting, like how this poor kid, a couple days after his 18th birthday, was able to get a credit line or able to get money to buy an extremely expensive rifle get it delivered and pick it up all in the span of less than two days. Some people just, they want to know. There needs to be an investigation here. But we have more information coming out and I'm shocked to say for the first time in a long time, the left and the right are united. Mm. They're united in their disdain for the police who stood in the hallway as they heard the shots going off and did nothing. And outside barred parents from getting in, armed parents from saving their kids. So it's remarkable to see left-wing activists just as outraged and for the same reasons as the right is. So, hey, who would have thought this would be the thing that would unify us? But when kids lose their lives and police do nothing and bar people from saving them, I think you're going to get a lot of a lot of people are going to be angry. So we're going to talk all about this and a bunch of other stuff. Joining us to discuss this is Brian Dean Wright. Good, sir. Pleasure. Do you, who are you?
3: Yes, I am uh, here to enjoy you all. But uh, beyond it being here, I host a podcast called The President's Daily Brief, Talk about a lot of international affairs, some domestic stuff, but the focus is just like the actual president's daily brief, which is a top secret summary that's given to the president every morning. I do the same thing with folks uh, of what's happening around the world, and we focus a lot on why you should care because lots of things in around the world happen. But really, why would I care if I'm in Des Moines this morning, right? So we talk about that, and we talk about uh, solutions. So how do we solve the country's problems, the world's problems? So. That's what I do every morning at 6 a.m. And uh, having worked at the CIA, that's the, uh, the 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 reason I started doing this oh, PB so, podcast. So you're former deep state. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe current. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, Can you ever oh. shake it? Oh, let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right.
2: But you did work at the CIA. So I did. We'll definitely talk about that and yeah. the deep state or whatever else we have. Uh, Daniel Turner as well.
4: Yeah. And if there's a Fed to my right, my name is Jack <laughs> <laughs> Uh I have. Uh, <laughs> Yes, Daniel Turner, Power of the Future, uh, great to be here again, always good to be with you. And I was talking to Brian uh, in the the green room, I've followed him for, for years and years, and so it's actually really cool to meet you in person, so i like glad to be brother.
5: here. Uh, Ian Crossman, what's up everybody? I'm going to do something a little controversial and spin the UFO with my fingers.
1: Oh, oh my no! Look at,
5: Look at that, oh that oh wobbly gosh. spin, oh I didn't oh say I was going to spin boy. it fast, <laughs> nice. I just said I was going to spin it, Love it, and I followed through.
2: <laughs> the chat has exploded, everyone's saying fed.
6: Oh. Yes.
5: <laughs> oh yeah we talk about like a um, a road to what's it, a road to redemption so is there something like that when you're no longer a fed or how long until you're right. no longer
3: well you guys tell me what's the penance like what's what's uh, oh, the, 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 the thing Besides. that I have to do to to make myself redeemed in your talk bu- show
5: 100 bucks
2: right, right, just, right
7: just right now actually. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your yeah. soul will be saved I'm <laughs> yeah. in I know that's, yeah. nice.
5: <laughs> what about you Lydia
7: I am also here in the corner and I'm about to troubleshoot a little audio buzz we seem to be having I think I know what it is so hopefully I can fix it but until then I'll to Tim.
5: before we
2: get started my friends head over to timcast.com become a member to help support our work as a member you'll get access to exclusive members only segments from this show monday through thursday at 11 p.m you'll also be supporting all of our journalists we're probably gonna be hiring a bunch more yo it's just really hard to hire journalists right now because all the good ones have jobs already because they're good and they get paid well for it I suppose if you look to the corporate press, you're going to not want to hire those people. So, you know, eh. the pool isn't that big, but we're working on it. And uh, you will also be supporting our infrastructure. We use Rumble, Rumble Cloud Services, of course, because we are actively doing everything we can to separate from the establishment big tech machine, which also means thanks to our amazing engineer and Andy, our CTO, if you go to the homepage of TimCast.com, these streams are now there with the chat and everything. So cool. So if you're logged into YouTube on the same browser, you can actually watch on TimCast.com. It's all It all just takes time. We're working on it. But with your support, we will get that job done. And we've got some more announcements coming soon. And I also just want to point out, so uh, we're going to be doing culture jamming as marketing. And right now there is a 70-foot picture of my face on top of the ABC News building. Ooh. I was talking to – so we got a billboard in Times Square and right on top of the Good Morning America building. And uh, I was talking to uh, Carl Benjamin of the Lotus Eaters podcast. He was like, "Congratulations, man!" But you know, how do you track the impact of that? And I was like, "You don't." But that's not why I got it. I got it so that there'd be a seventy-foot picture of my face on top of the ABC News building. So every time these people are coming to and from work, they can see that I am above them. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know if they'll actually care about that. But it's a statement about us starting to move into these culturally uh, establishment spaces. And uh, you know, Cash Patel was talking about how they did something similar. The Daily Wire did something similar. So I don't know if Times Square is really about good marketing, so we're actually planning good marketing. But we've got see, it's a little vanilla, but we do have some pretty good culture jamming as marketing events planned for the next few months and we're talking some of the be- the greatest trolls on the planet. And with your support, we're going to uh generate some press. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel right now, share the show with your friends. It is a lovely Friday night. Let's read this first story from the Buffalo News. Authorities investigating if retired federal agent knew of Buffalo mass shooting plans in advance. They're actually wondering if this dude should be charged as an accomplice. What they're basically saying is that in this dis- I think it was in the Discord that uh the oh, I'm spelling it wrong. The uh here we go. The the perpetrator shared the information with six individuals one of which was a retired uh, federal agent hmm. they say agents from the FBI are in the process of tracking down and interviewing the six people including the retired agent and attempting to determine if if any of them should be charged as accomplices the two sources with close knowledge of the probe told the buffalo news the two sources did not identify the na- agent by name and could not confirm what agency he worked for i got i got i just got to start off by saying sometimes there are racist former federal agents Sometimes people who are criminals work for different departments or maybe this guy was in a discord and did not see any of this information and that's why he didn't report it. We don't know. But the reason I want to, I want to lead with this is because there's a lot of questions around all of these. It's becoming particularly prominent to see on Twitter and other platforms where people are questioning how these things can actually happen. Like how is it, you know, with Uvaldi a guy? Two days after his 18th birthday, gets one of the best, most expensive rifles possible. What was his training? How could he have afford it? He was being made fun of for being, uh, uh, you know, poor. Now all of a sudden, you know, so people question this stuff. I think there are simple solutions, simple answers to a lot of these things, but I do think we could not debunk that truly and honestly. We can cast doubt onto these theories, but I think it's interesting. So I don't know. What do you guys think about this? The, uh, the 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 potential federal agent. I should ask you, Brian, as as you are former fed. former former Fed, maybe current. You just say current vet, Fed. <laughs> yeah, got it. All
6: right.
3: Yeah. Look, th- there are uh, there are bad apples in every bunch, aren't there? And whether this guy was knowledgeable and actually ignored his own training, which is th- these folks, especially bureau guys, they know absolutely the signs, the flags, and when and where to report those. So he he should have a very special, sensitive tripwire at the point. And the fact that he didn't do what he should have is really odd and, frankly, disconcerting because it it doesn't make sense.
2: Interesting. Some people were... So I, I can't confirm a, uh, a lot of what people are posting in these stories, but some people are saying that, apparently, these guys might have been in Uvalde and in Buffalo in the same discords or that the people egging them
4: on may have been in the same, same discords. Mm.
6: Mm.
4: Hmm. I don't know. Uh, if you go back to, all the way to Columbine... And you look at uh, the investigation into that, even even uh, Dylan Clayblot, I think his name was, I forget. Claybolt um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. But even his his family said, you know, he spent a lot of time in the garage. We always heard these loud noises. He was always blowing things up. Um, this is kind of similar in the sense that there are a lot of warning signs, right? Like yeah. clearly, he's telling people, yeah. just like the guy in Texas, you know, told people he told that girl uh, who he tagged on social media in L.A. Like I'm going to do this. Um, I mean, if that isn't a sign that there is some clear mental problem, that there's this very blatant cry for help, there's yeah. there's, there's almost the desire to attract attention before the fact. And, and I think right now the conversation, as it should be, is,
3: you know, what else can we do? But I think what we're starting to see now is... Well, actually, there, there really isn't a need necessarily for more laws or more sort of bureaucratic steps. It's just actually to execute what mm. the things that we were supposed to do more thoughtfully, more consistently, whether it's at the schools, uh, you know, making sure doors are shut for Pete's sake. If you're a parent or you're a loved one or you're a neighbor and you start seeing this stuff, raise the flag. Do the things that we all know to, to that work, right? So I don't know in this case as we learn more. That we really should have an additional layer of, of laws or whatnot. It's really just making sure that we, what we do, and you know, have on the books, just execute that more thoughtfully, more consistently. Yeah. And I'll tell you that this issue of training, that's one that, that I think is really odd on this, uh, with this fellow because he was so young, there is no, he just got this gun. That's, it's not a light weapon to work with. Mm. So some degree of training, exposure, where did he get that? That, that's one of the things that I'm, I have been looking at and looking for.
5: Mm.
2: Yeah. So, uh, when some when when people were pointing out this gun with taxes and shipping and everything was two grand, mm. you know, a, a lot of people said, "How could a guy who works at Wendy's and is under eighteen afford that?" Because you'd have to, uh, I mean, save up for how long? I mean, I suppose if he's living with his mom, he's not paying anything. But then it was apparently he got into a fight with his grandma or something over a phone bill. So he, I mean, maybe he really just saved up this money, and then it's it actually is it could be quite simple. A credit card. You turn eighteen, you get a credit card. If you've got no bad credit, you might get a couple grand on a credit card. Yeah, yeah. easily. But then it's the time frame. So uh I'm not sure if this is correct I don't know if you guys know you guys can fact check me but it was it was 2 days after his 18th birthday can I, so he ordered the gun online and then maybe a week in advance it got shipped in then he went there and picked it up and then the next day maybe I mean it's all possible I don't want to say it's not not I don't want to say it's impossible but it, it, it is kind of like, did he really me- plan it out meticulously as he did, I, I suppose, right? That
5: sounds like he'd been planning it for a while. If he, if he organized it so that the gun had arrived after he turned 18 and yeah. everything was right then, it sounded like he'd been planning it.
3: Well, let me add – so this issue of planning. So in the intelligence community, particularly with terror attacks, we know that there is a planning process. And along that process, you end up finding – Ways to intervene. They, they slip up. They make mistakes. There are little warning signs. And, and from an Intel perspective, that's what you look for to stop those attacks. So I think, again, we're going to see the more the investigative work that gets done, mm. there are those little pops and flags that are going to, we're going to see retroactively be like, we should have seen that. Or somebody did see that and they didn't do something. And I think that's where we're going to start really making a difference when we, we these horrible events happen. We learn from them. That's how we stop the next one. It's going to change. The next attack is going to change, but
2: that's what we learn. Yeah, you basically what you were just saying before, uh, to add on to that, when I look at these these incidents, I think one of the problems we have is that we think there's a solution. And maybe there is. I'm not saying we shouldn't try and figure something out. But I wonder if when, you know, people are saying, we need armed teachers. And I'm mm. like, well, you know, I think if people were armed in general, we'd, we'd, we'd probably be better off. But I don't know if that solves the problem of a deranged young person who plans this thing out. If this dude really did plan it out as extensively as he did, and seemingly he did because he ordered it in advance, waited until his 18th birthday, saved up money, or got a credit card, who knows what he did, but he planned it, then I don't, I don't think... I'll put it this way, you, you mentioned something before the show. You said we got to be right 100 out of 100 times because at one time you aren't is when they get you. So we can we can plan, we can be like, "Okay, how about armed teachers?" And then the kid just the, the next the next person makes a plan to accommodate for armed teachers. Mm-hmm. I think the issue is that we've got a cultural and and uh, a mental illness problem. I think that, you know, I know a lot of conservatives say mental illness problem, but you look at the medication these kids are on and we have a fatherlessness problem it's cultural and mm-hmm. it's and it's multifaceted amen everybody just wants the singular solution they're like we can either ban the guns or you know we can on the teachers and I'm like that's not going to solve what, what's going on
4: well i think and, and when it comes to the the government stepping in uh, you know w- w- this kid is cutting himself right um he's made a lot of threats where is child protective services I, and and all i'm going to say is i don't even have a, it's not even a question it's more just an observation but child protective services were shown up to people's parent to parents house where they refused to vaccinate their kids within hours, right? In the height of the pandemic of of COVID, uh, uh, Child Protective Services was stepping in swiftly. So it's just kind of bizarre that the same government services that we are looking to protect children in the case that the parents are not doing their job seem to be kind of absent when this is a very clear case of a kid who is troubled, who is abusive, who is... uh, I mean, if you're 17 and you're cutting yourself, you're cutting your face repeatedly... I mean, how much more of a red flag law do we need to say this kid is not... But boy, if he had said my parents won't get me vaccinated... Holy crap, the Child Protective Services would have been there within minutes.
5: What if he says, my parents won't let me get my Adderall prescription filled? Will Child Protective Services come and, and take him? Will they side with him because he needs his Adderall? Or will they side with the parent because it's inconscionable to give a 14-year-old Adderall? My parents
4: won't let me choose my pronoun. Yeah, my Holy tender. cow would they have sh- swept in and said, the abuse you're creating to this child. So Step into the world of power, loyalty
0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at
4: chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
4: The reason why I'm bringing this up is, is not to dump on people who are failing at their job, but if you're turning to the government for a solution, I don't think you're going to have any solution that works. I, I, not in
5: this case. Oh. It's, it's it's like state of mind. The government is not good at solving state of mind. You need like a spiritual leader or something or something like that.
4: I think
2: mm. we, we are in a culture war for a reason. Mm. We have very serious cultural problems. Now, it's cool to see that the left and the right are unified in their disdain for the police over this one, but when you look at how the left has been approaching basically everything, I can say... It feels to me the reason moderates and conservatives are kind of united you've got post-liberal libertarian centrists and conservatives all in sort of an agreement because they're actually addressing facts and issues the left isn't you know when it comes to issues of these shootings they say background checks i said yesterday okay we have those oh ban the ar-15 okay what about an ak what about an m1a what about any other gun i mean so many Mm -hmm. they're just not saying anything but they're getting really really mad you know, so so I look at the the, the the deep cultural issues and I'm and I'm sorry if I'm not gonna take a liberal's word for it because they believe Jesse Smollett. And now we have this tweet going viral from another fake account mm-hmm. claiming that Governor Abbott sent a rep to this guy's house telling him that if you know, we'll pay you to stand with the governor and if you don't, we'll criminally charge you or something. It's the most ridiculous made up fake story, probably by a twelve year old. Joaquin Castros tweeting, let me know if you need any help. Pulitzer-winning journalists are all tweeting it out like, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, Christopher Titus, the comedian, Ugh. verified. He's like, Abbott is done. It's like, dude, yeah.
4: boomers. I mean, I want to say boomer, but they're not boomers. They're like 35 years old. And Twitter hasn't taken it down. Twitter hasn't flagged it as, right? as misinformation yep. or false. Um, yeah, it, it's But, just,
2: but for, forgive me mm. if I say the people who believe Jesse Smollett, I'm not going to take political advice from. It's just never going to happen. Yeah.
5: Maybe a lack of critical thinking because I think they're still getting facts that's just not right. They're wrong facts, whatever that means. Well, then they're not facts. Yeah, like that the AR means assault rifle, for instance. And then they think ban AR, AR, you're not going to have any more assault rifles. So so even if you look at this, I think, from the, the most hopeful perspective,
3: people need control. And when you have a moment like this, everything feels out of control. So you're going to gravitate to the thing that makes you feel best and most comfortable. And it's AR-15. Okay, that's the bad thing that we all need to focus our energy on. doesn't matter the nuance or the facts. It's just enough people in the, in the moment of hysteria say, that's the bad thing. There's the one silver bullet solution. Focus on it. And that's just not true. You're bringing up the very correct points. Is This is multifaceted. Maybe we have a medicine issue or sorry, the, the the, the mental health concern. We have a lack of a father. We have a lack of support in the family. It, there are so many different pieces to each of these kinds of, of uh, horrific shootings that to stop and really ask tough questions,
2: not happening. We just want the one silver bullet solution. I'm gonna, I want to pull up this tweet from Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh says, Absolutely damning. There is no defending this. 19 officers waited outside and listened to children get slaughtered. I hope all of these cowards are sued into bankruptcy. They deserve prison too, but I doubt that's going to happen. Let me read for you this excerpt that, uh, Matt posted. The authorities now say that local officers first entered the school at 1135, two minutes after the gunman, and that there were 19 officers in the hallway by 1203 PM, but that they did not breach the door and kill the gunman until 1250, even as they continued to hear him firing. I just wanna, I just wanna pause. And perhaps uh, tug at your heartstrings, maybe a little bit. I want you to imagine being in the hallway, hearing ten-year-old children being shot from a high-powered rifle, and, and and with 19 people around you armed. And I want you to imagine what must possibly be going through your head to think, "I'm not going to do anything. I can't fathom that. I I'm this." Wrecked me when I read this tweet. It's wrecking me now.
5: Oh, I'm wondering what they knew, the cops. Did they think there were multiple shooters? Was it possible there were multiple shooters that it was, they were firing on purpose in there they, to draw them in to, mo- to kill the cops? Like, they, what did they know?
2: Is, I think is, is they were, I, th- I, I think what was the first thing they said, but they could have got shot. Yeah. Is that what it
3: was? Look, I'll, I'll tell you from, from my view, having worked with law enforcement and the intelligence community, uh, when you're going face to face with, uh, really awful, evil people, um, you just go. And you, you get into this line of work because you know that you're there because other people can't be or won't be. And so you take that mantle on and you know that you're going to throw yourself into harm's way. And uh, the people who love you, your spouses, your kids, they know that that's the agreement that you have. Uh, it's just in your heart. And so, I, you know, the extent to which this did or didn't happen, I don't know. But if I, I'll tell you, if you had a bunch of guys in a hallway who knew that this slaughter was happening and they put aside... Their oath and their commitment to those kids or their community because they were afraid for their own lives. While at some level, I think most of it can can understand, like, hey, we want to preserve ourselves. Mm -hmm. When you sign up to be a law enforcement official or even an intelligence officer, you understand that your body at some level belongs to the mission. And you go. You go in and you know that you will sacrifice yourself. That's just what you sign up
2: for. I don't, I don't, you know, that, it sounds very logical. I don't know that I would be affected in that way. I think the moment I, heard screaming and the guns I'd just be kicking the door in yeah I can't I can't. Even, I don't think I'd be able to think straight
3: but but that's the point most people that I've ever worked with in law enforcement they come to the table with that orientation mm-hmm. in their heart that's just what they do because they know that they're going to be called on to do that it doesn't matter who your kids are or your spouses or whatever when you hear that moment when you see that that person needs to be taken down you go and you know that you can put yourself in a Yes,
2: real, real quick sorry man I just, have you ever watched a, a movie where there's like medieval warfare or ancient warfare or even Colonial Era Warfare. And I always thought... Every Mel Gibson movie ever made? Every Mel yeah. Gibson movie, yeah. all of them. The Patriot is one of my favorite movies of all time. And, I, and I, when I watch these movies, I always see those guys in the front line with the spears or whatever, and I'm like, they know they're going to die. Hmm. And they they stand there knowing they are going to die. And it's remarkable because that's something you choose to walk up to, stand there and say, this is it. Yeah. When When... In this circumstance, I'm just like, this is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. These are the people who are like, I'm not going in front. And they, they, they can hear children being shot. I can't, I can't understand. I have run into danger for stupider reasons than that. When I worked for these, these media companies and the, we hear the gunshots and we hear the, the, the flashbangs go off and we take cover and we slowly try going towards it just to film it. Just, just to film because we want to show people what's happening let alone trying to save the life of a child i, I, I my brain doesn 't understand this i just don 't get it i just can 't
4: it, uh, it doesn 't the brain doesn 't process it because even if it weren 't the gunshots if they just said on the other side of this door are some children who were shot you can 't fathom standing there for thirty minutes and saying oh yeah there were kids shot on the other side of this door like they knew there were people who had been shot you you are looking for triage you 're looking to uh, so it just it just it doesn 't make sense and i 'm not saying it didn 't happen i it just it it, it defies logic yeah. it defies emotion it defies human nature it defies the nature of of law enforcement which does have that race in and save the day right. it just it's it's it doesn't I compute
2: mean, look you've got you left and right publications are 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 essentially unified on the cnn's reporting they waited in the hallway 19 people that's just I don't I doesn't make any I, I, sense. I'll tell you
3: working with a lot of guys in the military uh they will they have told me stories and no doubt people who are listening and watching right now probably know what I'm about to say in terms of when you've got your brothers next to you and if there's somebody coming at you you get up and you fire. You take care of the threat. You do it for yourself, you do it for the people who are around you. There's a brotherhood and a sisterhood that you're in this for the mission, but it's also because you're doing this for your country. You know, in this way, you know, you're doing it for your community. You're doing it for those kids and those families, but you're doing it for your community because you love your community. You want to defend it from any threat, foreign or domestic. It's exact, it's the exact same thing in the military. You know, those guys do it for their country because they love their country. So I don't know what in the heck has gone on here, but it, but something is very very I, wrong.
2: I got ratioed today on Twitter because I said this is what, what this is what happens when you defund the police. You get incompetent officers, mm. and the response from the right was these were fully funded officers and they have no obligation to defend anybody and the left That's said the same thing these are, these are this department was never defunded and so I'm going to eat that one and I'm going to own up to the to the poor wording of the idea what I was thinking of when I was tweeting that was this is what happens after quote unquote defund the police yeah. not I I didn't mean to say that this department was specifically defunded I said when you demonize police when you memorialize criminals this is what you'll get why would an officer you know, they're thinking to themselves. If I go in there, they're going to blame me. They're going to, you know, they're, they're going to say, "Oh, he started shooting because you did it." Yeah. They will throw. So no one is willing to take the actions anymore.
5: Yeah, I, I was imagining that if, from their perspective, maybe in like fog of war, they didn't know what was going on. If there were multiple shooters, if it was a hostage situation, if ever there were three guys in there with AR-15s, trained on the door, ready for cops just to walk through one by one and take them down one by one, and they're like, "We're not going to add to the bloodshed." that's what I'm trying to figure. Someone had mentioned that cops do not rush towards it, uh, an armed man that they can't see because they will get shot. What were we going to say, Brian? Now, d-
3: this idea, though, uh, building on what you both have just said, this idea of risk aversion, right? So if you right now are in, in a law enforcement capacity in this country, you know that if you step incorrectly, you are going to be under a massive microscope, mm-hmm. irrespective of your intent. So, could there have been an issue here where some of those people, particularly collectively, are like, oh, God, if we do the wrong thing here or the cameras are going to be outside and we're all going to get nailed for this. To what extent is there a risk aversion sort of culture developing within law enforcement because of this sort of the, the, the woke stuff or even some degree of actually you know, good scrutiny over what people in law enforcement you know, have done historically? But has it gone too far? Has the pendulum swung too far? Uh, I, I think that that could also potentially be something that we're looking
4: at here. Well, the last two Democrat presidents, one being the current and the one uh, before Trump, you know, the day this happened or two days ago, they were talking about George Floyd and, mm-hmm. and talking about the need for police accountability. So uh, when you say, have we taken it too far? Yeah. who Who wants to be a cop right now? You know, and this just makes it worse, right? Now everyone's you're gonna be a cop, did you know nineteen of them stood in the hallway? And and now you have to be collectively joined to that you're all cops. It's like I and- I, I don't wanna be part of that type of cop, but I wanna be a cop, but not anymore I don't, if this is what it means, mm-hmm. if every time I do something you're gonna subpoena my body cam footage to have NBC edit it in a way that makes me look like the be- Screw you! I don't we, need this for f- thirty-eight grand a year, mm-hmm. and we
2: desperately need heroes right yeah, now. Yeah, we, we do.
5: Yeah, if they, if in the military, if those soldiers didn't have the authority to mow down civilians at will uh-huh. in the heat of the moment, they, we would lose every war. Yeah. You need that vicious onslaught. You need it, or you cannot win a war. That's war. And but th- these people, it basically was a similar, as like a war moment of war in the classroom.
2: But I think this is different. But I see I see what you're saying. You you know you need a certain level of vigor and, and you know, when it comes to outright war. Mm. But when you're in war, it's different from when you're hearing children dying right next to you. Mm. I I i I'm, I have no words to explain like
5: the correlation is that their their authority to be brutal has been stripped away from them. I'm not saying that it's good for cops to be mm-hmm. brutal, but I think that in some cases they need to feel like they can be in order to survive.
3: Now, I would only offer, brother, that, that I think that there is a, a good thing that we teach, both in law enforcement, the intel community, and military, and that is target discernment. So understanding who's in front of you and whether or not to pull the trigger. And I think that the, a certain bridling of that raw human nature that just wants to throttle and kill, it's not such a bad thing, actually. It's quite good. So some discernment around target selection is, is, is brilliant. But your point And this is really important in in that fog of war, in that intensity, when your adrenaline is pumping, are you going to make that perfect decision 100 times out of 100 times, Mm -hmm. right? No. And we know that, whether it be in intel, law enforcement, or military, you're going to make mistakes, and mistakes are going to happen. And so that's when I think as a a country, we need to be able to have that moment of reflection to say – Someone made a mistake. It doesn't mean all law enforcement are good or bad. Or let, Let's be careful with our, our statements, not to make sweeping, uh, sweeping generalizations, but maybe a bit more nuanced. But the bottom line, I think that a little bit of target discernment is really important. And it's really good. But I think in this case, something just didn't go well. didn't it's, go well.
2: It's worse than you all realize.
4: Mm-hmm. It's not
2: just about police who stood back and did nothing. From TimCast.com. Border patrol team who ultimately killed the shooter were blocked from entering the school by Uvalde police for nearly an hour. Why? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. These people were, not only were they cowards, but they were obstructing the parents and the border patrol. This is, something Something is wrong here. Something really screwed something up. Something is seriously wrong here. Yeah. Now they're saying they, they thought the children were at risk, and so they didn't want to risk it by storming in or something like that. And now they're saying it was a big mistake. I don't buy it. Uh, you, you, for you to stand outside that room hearing
4: gunshots, knowing there are children inside, even I, if you don't hear gunshots, if you know children had been shot an hour ago, right. still can't go in. There I are kids who were shot inside. Can't go in. What do they think was going to happen? Like he, after he killed all the kids, he wasn't a threat anymore. He
2: still got a gun. Look, let, let him run out of bullets first. That's crazy. Apparently, he had like what, like sixteen hundred rounds. We need right now for our future generations, heroes to look up to. You know what we need? We need a story about one of these cops, what should have happened, storming in, kicking the door in, pulling out their service weapon, and ending this 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 psychopath and then telling people about how he risked everything to save these kids and
6: that's what
4: you want to be when you grow up. Yeah, well mm-hmm. the Border Patrol agent who actually did eventually kill yeah. him, right, was getting his hair cut. His, his wife, his <laughs> wife texted him and said, there's an active shooter in the school. Really? Help. And I'm sure you can find that article. And he was in the barber shop. He didn't have his, uh, weapon on him, but his barber had a shotgun. Holy he cow! Wow. The barber's shotgun and drove to the school. That's and amazing. He is the one. That's and the story. You can find the story. Yeah. That dude needs a movie. That yep, dude. Yep. And he's the one who, who eventually killed the shooter. But wow. I'm, wow. I'm th- sure you can is, find the yeah, article. Let yeah, me pull so that so up. That,
3: that is the culture. I'm, That's have Having been in this world for a while, that is absolutely in the DNA of every cop and every military official and every CIA officer that I've worked with I I would say in the vast majority of cases, that's what drives people to show up, is doing exactly what he did. Off-duty, wasn't his responsibility, doesn't matter, it was still his mission because it was his community, it was his country. That's what people dream of
7: when they join the forces. Good people dream of having that moment when they can jump up, grab the nearest available weapon and make it happen. Well, I wanted to say before we move to this really interesting sounding story, I think that this might be the result of what happened during the pandemic. When they were locking down... They were enforcing all these unconstitutional rules, and the good cops were like, I'm out. Bye. So we're left with cowardly cops who watched it, what happened during the BLM I riots. Don't,
2: I don't know if he was the guy who actually killed the shooter. They say it was a, a CBP uh, Bortec. Is it Bortec Group? Border
7: Tactical? Yeah, that uh-huh. confronted him.
2: But this he, this guy
4: did run in Whoa. with his barber's shotgun. Oh, he saved his wife and daughter. Okay. It's yeah. Yeah. amazing. it's took his barber's shotgun. Still,
2: yeah.
4: an amazing story. Yeah. These, the, and these are the guys Those are the that, ones we, that we need to make hero
2: movies yes. about. Yes. Yep. No. I mean, how would you do it? It would be short.
7: <laughs> short it's, like,
2: it's just a, a, a dad who said, I've got I've to gotta save my family, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. again, I, what I would love to know is about this
3: man's life. What drove him in his life to become who he became? What, in his childhood, in his young adulthood, what made him decide that in that moment, sitting in that barber chair, that he has this beautiful family, that he was going to either try to save them or he would know that as he was trying to save his family, he could be shot and killed and he Mm -hmm. would be gone and his family would have to survive without him. Mm -hmm. But he still got himself out of that chair, grabbed that shotgun and ran. There's something interesting and beautiful about his soul that I would love to understand because that's exactly what we need to uplift and celebrate.
2: Yeah, It's actually a good origin story for his kid. To be, like if you if were doing a movie about, a, about someone <laughs> or like, like a Marine or a yeah. law enforcement guy who did something great and it's like his origin was that his dad risked his life and that was the message he got and that's why he went on to become a hero.
3: I'm going to tell you what, what this guy is. He is a normal man who did something extraordinary mm-hmm. because that's what in, – in history of this country, it's not somebody who, who was born in some fancy family. Right. It was a normal person who was put in an extraordinary situation and did something mm-hmm. extraordinary with the power of that moment.
4: I don't know. When I think of the Carries and the Bushes and uh-huh. some of the prestigious families of the country, they've done amazing things. Mm. Just oh, absolutely yes. amazing, amazing indeed. <laughs> yes, uh, <I'm> definitely amazed <laughs> in when I think about those <laughs> yeah, things. He took his yes.
2: barbarous shotgun. He actually helped evacuate people out of the building. Um,
5: well, we, do we have Medal of Honor for uh, police, local, state police, things like that? I don't know. Maybe we should. But
7: I wanted to add before we move on, because our chat's full of people screaming fed, is that this guy worked for the federal government. He worked for the Border Patrol. He wasn't a local cop. The local cops didn't do jack.
1: Deep State.
4: Ah! Fed.
7: That's it. I yes.
4: it. <laughs> Deep State. <laughs> State was here to <laughs> help us. You, you raised a great question, though. The, is there a Medal of Honor, an award? Will this guy be recognized? It will be curious. The next State of the Union is in uh, uh, seven months. Whoever the, patrol whoever the president invites to his balcony is always a very important, very symbolic. I will bet right now that Biden will take uh, someone from Buffalo to to highlight the racism angle because that is what we do in our you American know, politics. Mm-hmm. He will not take a hero and say, this is a guy who risked everything. He will take a victim and say, and it's because of this country that victimhood like this exists because you're all bad Vote for me again. So yep, that's what I think is going to happen. In it's
2: a, it's a little speculative of me, but uh, I don't think they'll build a statue for this guy. No, no. no. But they built a statue for George Floyd. Yes.
4: Saint, pray for us, St. George Who Floyd. Who was on yeah, fentanyl yeah, at the time yeah, of death. he was. Oh, more than that. Yeah, good. five. Nah,
2: he should not have died. I mean, I'm not trying to say that in any way, but we don't want to make those guys heroes. No. No, George Floyd died, a and it's tragic. And uh, it, in, in many ways, you know, I also think that he was a, a uh, flawed human being. We don't want people just to die, but we don't tell our children to look up to the people who are who are who are dying in these tragic things and who have lived pretty bad lives. We want kids to look up to this guy Jacob uh, Al I don't know his name. Who was getting a haircut? Yeah, and then decides he gets a text from his wife. That's the story, and then says, you know, she says, "I love you," and he rushes in to help save. I mean, he wants to save his family, but he helps evacuating
0: a bunch of other people, too. Get Jacob Alvarado on the show.
7: That is a great idea. Might have to try that. Yeah. I
0: think Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs)
1: Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. P D W avoid we're prohibited by law, See terms and Conditions, 18 plus.
4: No, just I'm, wait. and you ask the question, where'd you come from? Well, well he's, also, on, he's also he's yeah. also CBP. So, I'd love to talk to him. <laughs> oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, I'll get a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a- great, guys.
6: Ask
2: him
4: if they really whip people. When oh, they yeah. Cross the
7: border. <laughs> That's what I want to know. When
2: you're on I, was, to- I, was at a, I went to Austin and I was hanging at a hotel and flipping through the channels. I can't remember which news station turned on automatically. And it was this documentary. And it was just the weirdest Jesse Smollett level hoax, BS, leftist propaganda. And it was playing this dark music and showing all these awful photos of like Trump supporters and Trump looking angry. And then it showed the border patrol guy with the the rain, yeah, police, where they tried to convince people he was whipping <laughs> them. And it's just not real. No, these people believe Jussie Smollett hoaxes every single day.
4: Jesse is free again, right? Like, is that? So that's what I he heard last time. He hasn't been put back in jail. Well, that's yeah, what for I, the I heard time last being. night. He's still, yeah.
3: But you know what's not? He's got big. a movie a coming up. State. Though. No. real. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so am I going to run out of this place? Is no. that what's going to
5: happen? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I prefer the term administrative state. <laughs> there Laura. you go. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of, you were part of the administrative state. I was. What, That's uh, true. Why did you leave? Uh,
3: two reasons. The first was uh, my brother was uh, still is an alcoholic, but is uh, needed to be in rehab. So I left to go make a bunch of money to get him into rehab. Hmm. So thank God he's sober and, and doing better now. Woo. Uh, the, the other uh, was I saw a lot of people who no longer were there for the right reasons. Um, I can't talk a lot about the programs that I was involved in, but the upshot is that they were lying to the White House and the NSC and the oversight committees about how successful we were being at certain things. Mm. And I was like, you guys, this is incorrect. And they basically just told me to go F myself, right? So after a while, you know, you you were baptized, uh, as I was, you know, born and raised in rural America. My family loved the country, and you know, cousins who joined the you know military and all that. So joining the CIA was an extension of that. So you would have thought, as I, I did for many years, that everybody would want to to remain committed to the mission, to the country. But then I got to this level where I'm involved in various programs, and I'm watching them lie. To our elected leaders, which I don't know, in hindsight, like how naive of me not to think that some of my colleagues would lie to protect themselves so they could get promoted, right? But it was so uh, just disheartening that I was like, I'm, I'm not going to spend another 20 years of my life to, around these people who aren't here for the
4: right reason. I, I got I'm out. I'm done. So do so. you think, does the CIA have a little bit of an Enron problem where the the, the numbers are inflated? But everyone likes the cons of the result, and so they're like, yeah, this is great. great So in, in insider knowledge here, every two years or so, people rotate
3: out of positions. So you want to be able, in your um, evaluation, you want people to say, oh, things were better than when you got here. Mm. Nobody wants to say, hey, when I got into this position, I actually did a little bit of scrubbing, and this is a bunch of bullshit. The, the, the programs that we're telling the downtown, that is, to say, the White House, and Congress, that are all great actually they're garbage nobody wants to be that guy hmm. so everybody waits two years and then leaves so everybody kicks
5: this this corrupt can down the road and so that's what's happening inside the agency to this day so term limits for administrative state this has been brought up to me multiple times and i'm i'm a fan what you're saying is absolutely solidifies my belief in that if they're waiting two years to get in a promotion or to get and they'll just say whatever they need to say i i mean that's that's the deepest darkest crap so whether it's I so I don't know what the solution is other than
3: uh You've got to have more sunshine into those kinds of systems. And you have to have people, you know, raise their hand to the inspectors general, et cetera, to say, hey, there's an issue. But ultimately, this is about the the House and the Senate, the oversight committees and their staffs knowing what questions to ask and holding the people in power to account. And that's true with the FBI too. Mm. That's what has failed over these past number of years with all these FBI agents who did this ridiculous crap in Michigan, you know, setting those, those, those guys up. Uh, we saw it with guys like, uh, John Brennan. Mm. Who, who knew damn well that there was no Trump-Russia collusion. But he left the agency, and he went around the country for two years saying it was all but true, if not absolutely true. And he knew it wasn't. I knew.
5: Mm. Uh, oh, James Clapper as well. Sorry oh, to you cut know, you off. He had another one. Clapper, yeah. with when they're talking about the PRISM spying network that they had uncovered and asked if they'd been spying on American right. people, his response was, not wittingly, knowing mm. full well, yes, you have been spying on they, the American people. They built a the
2: big... Station like a big building in the middle of nowhere to do it.
5: Under oath, he perjured himself. Congress
2: did nothing. So
3: here's here's what the deep state is. I'm going to give you an example. A guy named Aldrich Ames. He was a CIA officer back in the 1990s. And he decided he was going to spy for the Soviet Union. And so he did. And then he was caught by the FBI. And they asked him, Aldrich, why'd you do it? And he said, because I know what's best for this country and its national security, and I'm going to act on it. So the deep state are, are these people who have profound powers who decide that based on their own politics,
5: their own beliefs, mm. they're going to do whatever the hell they want to do, irrespective of the law, and then they get away with it. So was it like a corporate governance, basically, that got built in 1946? Is that right after World War II? Eisenhower basically put this thing together?
3: That's the, up, the, the upshot. Yeah, through the Second World War, there was something called the OSS, that, that was kind of the External Intelligence Service, and then obviously the FBI preceded that. But, um, right. yeah, th- th- it was this... Uh, There was a need for foreign intelligence to understand what our adversaries are doing and to get ahead of that, right? So I get the need, and that remains. But the problem is when you give people uh, any human power, some percentage of them are going to abuse it. Hmm. And the more power that you give them... At some level, you're going to have more and more people who abuse it. It's just the nature of humanity. So how do you how do you bridle that? How do you manage it? And there are different people who answer that in different ways. Maybe you don't do it at all because it's just too risky. I so was, you get rid of the CIA altogether or yeah.
4: you manage it better. I always wonder if the deep state is the – and correct me. The organization itself is so big and so well entrenched that by the time there's a new president and they switch out – John Podesta for who's the guy now Bill Burr Bill Burr is the comedian (laughs) hopefully it'll be Bill Burr (laughs) (laughs) that would be fun Uh, Bill (laughs) Bill Burr right or or, um, right I mean by the time you swap these people out doesn't matter who's at the top like I'm doing my thing and uh, you know he doesn't know I exist. I know who he is. Just to stay out of his hair. Is there some truth to the fact that the apparatus is so big that the people at the top they rotate, and no one cares?
3: That's absolutely true. And this gets back to the point that was made about the the, the whether it be term limits, uh, even in your your bureaucracy, your mid level guys, or or it's just a size issue. You you just expanded the state in the past twenty thirty years to such an extent that that there are so many people who have so many entrenched interests that a it slows down your mission. But then, B, you get more and more people who can do more and more damage to your country because you give them such expansive powers. Mm. So I'm a big fan of actually reducing not just the size of government, generally speaking, which it's true, but specifically the, the, the deep states or the agency and the FBI.
2: I certainly think the administrative state, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, is a serious problem. But uh, what about the argument? And I'm not saying it's a good argument. I'm just saying this is the argument made that... If we curtail our powers internationally and domestically, China will take over, and then we'll be living in a unipolar Chinese superpower. You know, planet.
3: So here's the deal: CIA ain't going to stop the C- uh, China. Mm. The CIA and the FBI are not going to stop China. Ch- uh, the FBI starts at least ten cases every day against China right now. We have over a hundred thousand Chinese nationals who come into this country every year. So the, the issue isn't. It, it is like a dam that is bursting. We're trying to put our finger in it to stop it. You have good leadership within the White House and the House and the Senate that, that understands that China is a threat and starts treating them as such. The spies ain't going to fix this one. The FBI ain't going to fix this. They just won't. So we don't need to expand the administrative state to fix this problem. It's a political problem. You have to understand that China hates us. They're trying to destroy us. We are their enemies. And so you start changing that relationship. So, for instance, you take your damn economy out of China. Mm. You, you, you do, you, know? do you think Trump could have stopped China? I think he tried with his his trade deal. I mean, he basically said, look, you guys start buying more of our stuff because you're stealing our stuff, right? So that's the thing that right now people are forgetting. Biden is actually thinking about getting rid of the tariffs. Mm -hmm. But Trump actually said, look, no, the the tariffs ultimately are about saying to the Chinese, you still steal billions of dollars of our economy, our intellectual property every year. So you're going to start paying more through these tariffs or Mm -hmm. it's it's a penalty, right? So now Biden's going to get rid of them. Well, then what lesson did the Chinese... Learned. Yeah, they
2: can, they can keep stealing ourselves. Well, so, so, my my question, I suppose, was if Trump was working towards ending this uh, expanding dominance of the Chinese economy and taking of our infrastructure, our manufacturing, things like that. I should say, our economic infrastructure. And the spies weren't able to stop it, but they were able to stop Trump.
4: They effectively <laughs> propped
2: up China. They've 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 secured our doom on the global stage.
4: Yeah.
5: I will point out it's uh, not China though. It is the CCP, the occupying force of that land. Well, well amen. The actual amen. government of China yep. is the Republic of China, located in Taiwan, mm-hmm. and they are in very good terms with what us would, right what that's now. What would that's the deep state say well if, if China, Ian, you are right? What, Thank you, sir. What <laughs> would the
4: deep state say if China unleashed this, like let's just call it a virus? And like it went worldwide. Mm. Would there be penalties <laughs> <laughs> according CCP. to CCP. <laughs> FCCC? Um, uh, yeah. The but Chinese
5: people are man. They're they're stuck under that totalitarian are. occupying force and, for real right and, now. And Mao
4: like seized economies. control. But yeah. but removing the economy from China, we saw during COVID how 95 percent of our pharmaceutical is is based in China. Nothing has been done to change that. Now we look at similar geopolitics. We look at Ukraine and we say, boy, this was really bad that we import 60% of our fertilizer from from Russia. Nothing will change about that. We used to produce our own pharmaceuticals. We used to produce our own fertilizer. The whole Gulf Coast was where we got them. Why, why did we ever move these industries overseas? And show me one person in the Senate, and there are lots of pro-America, I hate China, I hate Russia senators, and they're all on the right. Show me one of them who is making a concerted effort to say – I don't care what the global market says, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Merck, uh, uh, you know, fertilizer, all of you have to come back to America because there is a there is a geopolitical and national security risk to having these critical. You want to get your olive oil from Italy, that's great. Get your cheese from France, totally cool. But your fertilizer can't be made by your enemy, nor can your aspirin. But there is not one serious piece of legislation to bring or, or movement. To bring all these things back to America, none whatsoever. We'll just watch China do it again and say, "Wow, that was really bad." But you know, thanks for my iPhone. So this is, uh, maybe
2: I'm just, uh, uh, to be honest, a surface level dude. I'm sitting here reading the internet, thinking I know so much about you know geopolitics and international conflict, and I assume there's probably some CIA or FBI guy sitting in his in his you know, in his office with all this classified information, just laughing, being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, if only you really knew." Maybe that's the case. I hope. But, but,
1: I, 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 I do, I, I do, because so.
2: I wanna believe, right, exactly. I wanna believe they're sitting there saying like, here's why we had to do what we did, because we are concerned about China taking over, we are concerned about these, these Uyghur camps, we're concerned about the Belt and Road Initiative, we're concerned about oil exploration in South America, but really what it feels like is, Trump derangement syndrome went viral yeah. within these, these agencies, Trump actually was doing things that were, were good on foreign policy, and they stopped him. They stopped him. And that's the problem of the deep state, the administrative state. You know what the media tries to do? They try to make you think the deep state is a cabal of people who meet below D.C. with mm-hmm. robes on and have like a pentagram on the ceiling. No, it's just that people who get jobs— That's Hollywood. That's, and, that's, right. That's Hollywood. Yeah, what it Hollywood. actually <laughs> is—that's why we, That's why Ian brought up administrative state. J. Edgar about Hoover, about a term. Yeah. It's It's people who don't get fired. They're, they're working there for 20 years between a bunch of different presidents, and you know, Obama gets elected, he sits down and they say, here's what's happening and here's our plan, and the president goes, okay, I guess. And so they just do whatever they want, as long as they want.
5: J. Edgar Hoover was the head of the FBI for 48 years, 47 some years. Like, he ran the country, he was running the country, 47 years he headed the, was the head of the FBI. I mean, what, I've never been in the FBI, but I mean, what's the power? I would imagine that power level is immense.
3: Amen. So particularly uh, without going into the history of the FBI, he absolutely decided the political winners and losers of of this country. And that's really what happened during the, the 2020 and 2016 election, particularly 2016 with Hillary Clinton and Trump, right? So after Trump was elected, you had a bunch of former CIA and FBI officials, James Comey leaking classified information to force the appointment of a special counsel,
1: Holy crap. Yeah. I
3: mean, this is one man, an FBI director, who decided that Trump should not be in power, not because there was actual data or information that said we had a problem, but he just didn't like the guy. So he goes to the New York Times, leaks it in order to get Bob Mueller. That is J. Edgar Hoover-level stuff, and we haven't seen that in a long, long time. I foolishly believed that it, it, those dark days were over, but that showed me... That no. Nah, it, it ain't gone. There were still absolutely people in positions of authority and power who still do this Jake or Hoover
2: stuff. The, the Sussman trial stuff is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had Cash Patel the other day and uh, it's just shocking. The FBI knew it was bunk almost immediately. You had apparently one guy testified that Hillary Clinton knew and, and signed off on on the Russia Gate narrative mm-hmm. fabrication. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
4: The 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 agent is it Sussman himself who, who lied on the FISA warrant to get these um, uh, against Page to to get the FISA so that's the same guy it is the same level of, of corruption and negligence and evil and dereliction of duty on a different level but it's the same idea as the 19 guys in Texas who stood in the hallway and listened to the gunshots this is exactly what your mission is and you're like yeah but I'm not gonna do it like you know this is a lie yeah but I'm not gonna do it like you know what your job is right now and the oath you have taken yeah I'm gonna do the opposite
3: you know, I'll tell you on, on, on one piece that in the last couple of weeks I, I did on my podcast and talked a lot about that, w- that doesn't, I think, get enough attention. 107,000 people last year died because of fentanyl or drug overdoses. Mm-hmm. Most of them, of the 107,000, were fentanyl. The point is most of that comes from China. Those are, are precursor chemicals that come from China. China knows these companies that are producing it. They know that they, in turn, are dealing with Mexican cartel members, and it's then all feeding into this country. China is killing... 100 plus thousand of our people. Why are we not like outraged that that the the communist government in Beijing is doing this in in concert and collaboration with Mexican cartels? It it is just, it should be getting far more attention, certainly than even Ukraine. I mean, as much as that that absolutely runs the risk of World War III, and I Mm -hmm. think we can talk about that as well, because I think we're getting there. That issue of dead Americans in this country, especially in rural America, is so real and so painful for me personally, but for so many others, it, it's, it deserves more of our attention.
4: And that's why, because it's rural America. And we were saying to this before the show started, if the overdoses uh, from fentanyl and or Chinese opioids uh, were, were Upper East Side uh, uh, collegiates, it, this would have been stopped by now. But it's mostly rural, mostly poor, mostly hillbilly whites, and we don't really care. They targeted no, it's, the it's, farmers. It's just exactly. It is not a population the American government care about because they, they don't like them. Even their own their own representatives don't like them. Look for any liberal who represents a rural state who's running for office. Even they are ashamed of their constituency. They don't care. But I'm going to tell you right now in Pima County, Arizona, where
3: I am from. If you were a kid, the the thing that's going to get you in terms of the thing that's going to kill you is fentanyl. Right now, mm-hmm. it's not car accidents. It's not the, It is fentanyl. And Pima County is not a rural, you know, white hillbilly area. It's You are right. The preponderance is absolutely, that is true. Mm. But it's hitting communities in lots of parts of this country. Black, brown, it doesn't matter. It is hitting our young people most especially because that shit, pardon my language, is mixed up with weed or with other stuff, and they're like, hey, let's experiment, let's try and have a good time, and then they end up dead because there's just such tiny
5: amounts of that they end up killing you. I Hmm. find it to be an extension of the opium wars. Apparently, this is when the British and other Europeans were shuffling opium into China. They were basically colonizing China in the mid-1800s, and they were like, we're going to wreck their population, make them incapable of fighting, and then we're going to conquer it and take it as another colony, like what they did with India. But the Chinese eventually fought back and pushed them back to the coast and off and into taiwan or hong kong or these these islands um but it never ended for them they play the long game any any wise regime thinks hundreds of years in the future and will never never forget what's what people are capable of and, and that's what they're doing they're sending it into mexico like you said with the cartels using them to run it up into the country they're destabilizing our youth you see it in the you know dysphoria movement um you see in the shootings. You, and the, the the pharmaceutical companies seem to be capitalizing on it. They've actually created medical fentanyl. You can, I mean, I don't know who's in charge. Is it AstraZeneca? Who 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 actually prints this stuff? This this stuff. They're, they're working colluding with the CCP. Mm. Mm. I want to talk to you guys about guns
6: because
5: hmm. I had this tweet. It's Friday,
2: so I want to talk about my tweet. Oh, I tweeted the government should provide all 16 year olds with a free AR-15 after they pass firearm ed in high school.
6: Oh, yeah.
2: If you haven't. Then once you turn 18, you should be entitled to one free AR-15 from the government after passing a general knowledge test to the Department of Gun Services. Demand universal gun ownership now, call your member of Congress, and demand they pass this legislation. A lot of people said that I was trolling. I'm not. My point was that I saw all these memes from the left where they said, we should treat guns like we treat cars. Hmm. And I was like, you think that goes only one way? They post these memes where they're like, got to get a license, got to get insurance, got to register the gun, all of that stuff. And I was like, okay, I can use that same argument and go the other direction. We allow 16-year-olds to drive cars. Okay, so 16-year-olds should get guns. We also have uh, uh, gun rights in the Constitution. So you want to argue for, argue for universal health care? I'll argue for my universal uh, demand as well. Government should pay for my guns. But let me tell you where, where the juicy part of the tweet is at. Karl Marx said, <laughs> Under no pretext should workers surrender their arms and ammunition. The true leftist position on guns should be an armed workforce and the government providing guns to the people. It's just simple logic. Karl Marx, right? He said, never surrender your arms and ammunition. Well, if you're a socialist, you don't think capital is going to fund the creation of these guns, do you? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the government, and they're going to provide it. Tim, did, did AOC retweet this? I, did, is that what I'm seeing? Did she like and
1: retweet this? <laughs> no? no. No,
6: she will. No. No. No.
5: You know, you know, that's the,
3: strange. Why
1: not? Weird.
5: I think the, the only problem I have with this tweet is that I don't think getting your gun from the government is the best thing, because okay, if they know, really want to conquer you, they'll make the gun have a defect and then give it to you, and they know how to exploit the, the defect. In the I'm weapon. not
2: saying the only place to get the gun. Oh, okay. I'm saying you get a free one. So it's a net positive. Oh, okay. And you get, you, you'll you probably want to get it checked out. But universal gun ownership. They want to argue for universal health care. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, they say health care is a human right. I say gun ownership is a human right, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then the government can pay for it and give everybody guns. There we go. Any objections? No. All right, oh, there it is. So your, your right carried.
5: to own does not dictate a right to receive. Well, of
2: course, I
4: agree. Okay,
5: yeah. Sorry for the logic. I,
4: I think my only question <laughs> is... A, 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 at the 30,000-foot level, what are we considering the age of adulthood? So if it's 16, and I know you can drive at 16. Some places in rural, you can get your uh, a farmer's license to drive a heavy equipment at 14. You yeah. can't go on the road, but you can drive a $500,000 combine, right? Yep. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but, but there's another movement, though, to move the gun ownership age to 21. And I have a problem with uh, voting at a certain age but voting on something that you cannot fully own and free society right, at another age. Are you? I don't want to be able to vote at eighteen, but I can't own something till I'm twenty-one. There's the movement, as you were saying, to, to vote at sixteen. So sixteen-year-olds are going to make law or vote for laws. But I can't fully participate in that law for five more years. So if we're going to have a a real equitable society, to use their words.
1: Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere
4: then if you have the right to vote on something, you must have the ability to have full participation in that. Agreed. So if we're going to make the voting age 16, then the gun age is 16, but then the draft is 16. But I don't want my 16-year-old sending my 21-year-olds to war telling the 18-year-olds they can't have a, a cigarette, a beer, or a gun. So something is wrong. Mm. If we're going to say the age of adulthood now is 21 and we are a very immature th- society, then it's 21 across the board. I have a I have a darker interpretation of their
2: desire for a 16-year-old voting age. Well, they're stupid. Well, well no I, offense to yeah, them. Listening, well, it, it's not just stupidity. It's if you're an adult at 16, that means you can do more than vote. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, thinking. It's a
5: slippery slope. Yeah. Because well, it, at it, what yeah, point can you have point. sex with a 35 year old? Mm-hmm. You know, 16 and now. Is, what are they th- trying to do? This
2: is why when they try and lo- lower the age of adulthood in a variety of ways, I'm kind of like, what's what are you really doing? When you when you look at what's going on in these schools, you know the grooming. And I see these memes from these liberals on Facebook where they desperately try to conflate the grooming argument with banning books. And it's just like – I see this meme and and it's – you know they want to ban books. And there's like an old man with a mag hat yelling. And I was like, I think they were concerned about the graphic depictions of adult activities in those books that were available to children. If you're defending that and and you're doing it out of ignorance or it's willful, then either way the outcome is the same. When you come out and then say – kids should be you know participating in governance at 16 it's like you're you're creating a threshold for which we reduce the age of adulthood i um, i i look i don't know if 18 you know where that number comes about because it certainly 200 years ago was you know you were you are 13 you're considered a man or yeah. whatever i don't know if i agree with that 18 kind of feels okay you know gun ownership and all for these everything. things yeah. you can be under 18 and have a gun if your parents take responsibility for it in most places like in Wisconsin and th- and stuff like that
3: I mean, you know, growing up, uh, family farm, we hunted, you know, from when I was a very young boy, but th- that was part of our culture. We were taught how to use a firearm, respect a firearm. And so it's, uh, th- this idea that a 16 year old couldn't or a 14 year old couldn't, I mean, it, it, use a firearm and, and, and be taught how to use it uh, thoughtfully is just, it's bizarre to me because I grew up in that culture. Yeah.
7: Yeah. So I was shooting from the time I was like 10 years old. Yeah. My dad right. took us. We had like a little shooting range in our back 40 probably not really on on par with what the law wanted but my dad taught us how to use it he taught us how to be safe with it he said i'll give you a dollar if you ever see the end of this gun while i'm holding it and of course he never gave us a dollar because we never saw it and we understood how important that was but somebody on twitter earlier today i forget who it was i'm sorry tweeted how many of these mass shooters were young boys raised by fathers who taught them how to hunt Mm. it's a very valid question i don't think any of them ever have been they don't they have no dads of course not yeah it's very sad
3: (laughs) So that's why when, when I, in the days after these shootings and we hear Congress stand up and say we need to pass this law or that law, this is the stuff, the, this is the conversation that we need to have as right. a country. Understanding who these individuals are, their families, the dynamics, the health, you know, mental health, all that, because you are so right and whoever said, uh, tweeted that, Ooh. bravo to them because that, that's spot on. Mm
7: yeah and, and i remember thinking um i actually had this conversation before i left the healthcare field with one of my coworkers, um and his dad wasn't really involved in his life and there was a, a shooting and i was like this is terrible but man i think one of the things that all of these shooters have in common is that they don't have dads and he's like what that's mm. weird i really have to think about that he's like that's a super hot take i'm like i think it's true sorry it's it's, afraid. It's, it's, a,
2: it's a couple things it's a dad to sit mm. down with you and say son you need to understand responsibility and what it means to be to have you know to, to have obligations to your community, and it's also the moment when the dad bops you on the head and said, "That was dumb. What are you Being doing? Stupid." Also, <laughs> yeah. yeah. a
5: strong a, leader. A the a dad to, to be like, "How are you feeling? Yeah, are you okay?
2: Yeah." Maybe, like, a dad who's got, like, long hair and it's like, a hippie with a bunch of crystals. Who yeah, maybe he used to smoke weed it. in this <laughs> one. You <know>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look,
3: But the point the point here is that I think that this conversation is just as valid as, hey, what about uh, magazine limitations? What about the, the type of weapon, you know, or what about the age that we should give children of? Right? I think this conversation is just as important, if not more important. But you hear also oftentimes from the left, they will say, oh, here here the right, you know, here the conservatives go again talking about family issues. And about you know,
2: knock it off! Come on, it's absolutely it should be part of the conversation. Well, we, we, we should have a, a magazine limit. I I really do think so. Hmm. They shouldn't. They, we should limit them to et, to. Uh, uh, they cannot be lower than. It 30. They can't be at least. <laughs> yeah. I knew there was. Uh, I, knew there was <laughs> a caveat there. I saw
4: the tell on the face. I was, yeah. Yeah. There it comes. If we're gonna the look limit at society, is how small it can be. yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna look at society for the last four generations or so, so from like the baby boomers on. And we're gonna say that gun violence, uh, gun, school shootings are, are the, now the anomaly. Well, we have to look at that in context, right? And that's just all they want to look at is like, wow, suddenly gun, uh, there are incidents of, of shootings at schools, uh, therefore it's a gun problem. Well, what else is happening concurrently, right? I mean, you can't just take one in one statistic and then isolate it. And, and when you look at everything else that's happening, clearly fatherlessness is a huge problem. Sexual perversion is a huge problem. You know, what I love about Libs of, t- of TikTok, which is why they got banned from Twitter, is I just wish you would find some liberal teachers who are so enthusiastic about math and science as they mm-hmm. are about their genitals. Yeah. These teachers, <laughs> these teachers make nonstop videos about telling their kids and I told my girl, and it's like, dude, like, Do you ever talk to them about reading, right? So, so (laughs) if you look at, again, all these millions of statistics of, of five generations, you can't just look at the, the shootings and say, wow, that's an anomaly. It's a gun problem. There's lots of other things that are spiking. And if you say that, well, they're not happening, there's no correlation, then you're just a liar or you're politically motivated. Either the sexual perversion stuff is, is a huge problem. You mentioned the grooming stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, we have, we have hardcore drag shows. A, a, in in children's you know second grade classroom and 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 we're supposed to pretend this is normal, quite frankly. And this is going to sound hard, and I I don't want it to come out the wrong way. I'm surprised there are not more school shootings mm. because mm-hmm. our kids are so messed up in the head. They're told boys can get pregnant. They're they're, they're they have tampons in their bathroom. They play on girls teams. Uh, these kids are so confused with everything, and then their teachers don't even want to talk about English and math. They want to talk about their dating lives. Mm-hmm. And and in case anyone out there starts to text, you do know I am married to a guy, yeah, right? right? So <laughs> I, in technically, I'm in the community. That's right. It's a community I hate. It's no. alphabet soup that is degenerative that drives me insane. But but we have to talk about these things. You're
2: you're Sorry. you're. you're the, the way the the oppression Olympics go, you're you're out. I'm,
4: I'm not a good one. Yeah, no, um, you're you're a you're a white, a victim. white but, man. But I mean, I mean, uh, there, there's a role for me to play in this because uh, you, a lot of people, you cis people can't have these conversations. The cisgender you are people cis is uh, am I cis? Yes. Oh crap! What does cis mean? So not trans.
2: Not trans. Yeah. So uh, Ian and I. For oh old, good, indeed, I am cis. I knew yeah, I, yeah, I knew <laughs> I, <yeah>. I knew <laughs> it was somewhat up, cis? What cis? What do you mean to say is <laughs> cis
7: hat?
1: yeah not cisgender
2: heteronormative oh you are not heteronormative
1: yeah. S- 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 none of those things are real <laughs>
2: <laughs> I- I will, right <laughs> i thought i was Sorry. irish yeah, reality right. <laughs> I, I, all these different words
3: I, I don't even know what they mean they don't even have meaning people whoa, whoa, create whoa, whoa. Them. like
2: I, they don't yeah. have meaning. I, I got no problem with that to be that's how language evolves yeah if, if if a group of yeah language evolves if a group of people are like if someone isn't trans what are they they call it cis it's like a math thing I'm like, yo, I literally don't care what words you use as long Fair. as we're effectively conveying ideas to each other. Are we? But the problem is it's not just the creation of new words. It's the it's the de- corruption of existing words yeah. like racism, right? Mm. That, that, that's been a huge problem for a long time as to what racism really means. Now, people can come out and say cis and trans and whatever, and I'm like, as long as I understand you, we yeah. can have a conversation. But we don't understand each other anymore.
4: Ricky Gervais is being canceled from Netflix because of his transphobic jokes. But they—they're they, they're, not transphobic. But they, no, no they're no, no, ne- jokes about trans people. There are jokes about Polish people. There are jokes it's about, about Catholics. But he didn't—he didn't get booted, did he? Pre- well, they—they they were threatening to, you know, pull him. I'm sure Netflix can't afford to have no. Any I'll, more I'll, Netflix problems. fired their diversity people. I'm pretty sure he's safe. He's safe. I hope so. Yeah, I hope but so. I mean, it, it's not a transphobic joke. It's a joke about trans people. And if you're getting made fun of, welcome to the friggin' club. You know, it's like I remember talking to a Mormon when Book of Mormon came out and he was saying (laughs) that he found it very offensive Book of Mormon I was like as a Catholic let me tell you it's about damn time someone else's religion was made fun of by (laughs) mainstream culture so welcome to welcome to being like everyone else Mm -hmm. you know That's
2: that's what he said Ricky Gervais said he thinks trans people should have rights and be treated like everyone else and that's why he's gonna make fun of them boom
4: that's, like that's he, what he, he, true he,
2: equality is. Right. It is. It means if everybody is equal, then everybody is fair game for for being mocked.
5: I talked about this a little bit on pop culture crisis a couple of days ago, where we were talking like if someone like if a soldier loses a limb in, a, in the military in the war or something, you don't like, ha ha, you losing your you know, like you don't, you don't smash people for what they what they don't have, but. And maybe people feel like that. They're like, I'm not normal, so you're making fun of my non-normalcy, and that's really like getting me where I can't defend myself. I get that. But mm-hmm. at the same – I don't like like make be making other people the butt of my jokes. I kind of stop doing that just in general. Although, you know, one of the things, if I can – so I have hung out with a ton of guys
3: uh, in the military who have lost arms and legs because of Iraq and Afghanistan. And I've also hung out with tons of guys who are in the military and they're gay or we, we have uh, lesbian service members, whatever it may be. The, the way that you know that you are in with that group is when somebody makes a crack at you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I was with a guy, about 15 guys at uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Most of those guys that they hire have, have lost limbs. Mm. They, uh, some of those guys, when they walk in, you know, they'll be like, their legs and their arms are really loud and noisy because they're half fucking robots, right? Point is that they will make fun of each other about like, hey, quiet down, man, you're rude. We're trying to have a conversation, bro. And he's like, sorry, it's my knee, you know. But they'll give each other a hard time, and it's this beautiful moment of like, you know that you it, it, you are in the family, a brother by just getting telling good jokes about each other. There's
2: a really great Wojak meme where it's uh, a guy is leaving, and he's, he's like, see you later, dickheads, and they're like, screw off, you know, a hole, and then it's like, f you. And then as soon as he's gone, they're like, that's a cool dude. He's a yeah, great and he's, he's great. <laughs> yes, then it shows the women. Oh gosh. And the woman's like, bye honey, love you. So you're are. so sweet, see you soon. And then as soon as she's gone, what a, what a bitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah.
6: That's
7: why I don't, that's why I have fewer female friends, I think. But I wanted to say too, that it does feel great when somebody makes a joke with you about something that maybe you can't even change, that you're just like, oh yeah, that's actually pretty funny. And I feel yeah, now right. like I'm part of your in-group. It's yes. very valuable. It's so, important part so of So much made. of it,
5: oh sorry to interrupt there at the no, end. You're I good, wanted to carry on. capitalize on what you were saying yeah, it's yeah. the delivery like yeah. if you can deliver it in an in emotionally in a loving way then it's received in a loving way but when it's in text no one can sense. Mm, yeah. and they'll take gervais's jokes and they'll put them in text and be like look how horrible yes gervais. yeah Yeah,
2: and, and they, 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 he, the, the performance has a full arc how did he get to that point there was a segue they cut all that out mm-hmm. and they just take the sentence and they're like context but i just i just love how all the hit pieces against ricky gervais are literally what he was complaining about yeah, he was actually talking about the, the woke cancel culture and how they're demanding special privileges because they don't want to be made fun of. But he was like, "But everybody is is, is equal, so we're all going to be made fun of." And then they write articles saying he's a transphobe and he's violent and he's dangerous. Absolutely absurd. Yeah. yeah,
4: but I mean, the Alphabet Soup, which is really run by by just communists, um, like like all minority groups uh, in, in in activism right now, uh, you can't have it both ways. You can't say. This immutable characteristic makes us so special and so unique and so different that we have to celebrate it, but we also want to get treated like everybody else mm. right if you want to get treated like everybody else, that stinks because when you treat like everybody else you're standing in line right We all want you know the like the, the emerald Club status at the airport so that we can bypass all the lines and we can have a fancy drink. But equality is not fun. So the 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 alphabet two people like we want our special and God, it's almost June one, and then I have a whole freaking month. (laughs) Oh no! Don't worry! Don't worry! Flip your you you,
2: you Ukraine flag and put <laughs> up your, right. your, up your pride rainbow flag. Just, <laughs> just unfollow Ugh. all the brands and follow the Saudi Arabian ones, yeah. and you're good. <laughs> yeah. The That's flag flag flag. Pack. I
7: love it.
5: <laughs> you said something earlier, Daniel, I thought was really interesting, where you said you were almost surprised that there weren't more shootings. I, I am. I don't want to take away too much from where we were headed with the jokes and, and Ricky Gervais, because I love this conversation. But I, I, I've I had that same thought. Like. Why is it not, but then I'm thinking about people driving on the road and how so many people drive past each other all day on the road over and over these thousand or, you know, hundreds of miles, these 140 miles difference, 70, 70, and they don't hit each other because they don't want to. And most people don't want to hurt each other. No. It's very, very, very rare. And it's more of an aberration on these kids that's causing it. I don't, so it's, I'm actually not surprised that there's, but that you, they're, they're look, trying but, not, people mm. don't want that. That's like, look at the tribal a desperation tactic. it
2: can reach a point. So uh, Northern Ireland, for instance. I remember I was getting a tour of Northern Ireland and there's like a memorial for when, you know, a group of guys went and shot and killed another group of guys. And, you know, on one side of town, they're like, these guys were heroes. Another side of town, like, these guys were villains. And it's just like there was no reason to do that. They didn't earn or gain anything. It was just pure tribalism. Mm. You can look at the literal tribalism with, you know, what we've seen in Africa where one day one tribe goes out and starts beating and killing the other tribe. For almost no reason, just the hatred within them. When you start to see some of these tweets where there was one guy who said, I wish all Republicans get cancer and die excruciating deaths, it's getting scary. Mm. It's getting to this point where, you know, you, you turn on the TV and you know MSNBC is not even trying to talk to you. Mm. But I mean, even we do it. We, we know there's a group of people who don't care to watch us or even listen to what we have to say, so we just eventually tune them out. But this creates separate spaces. Which which is ripe for, you know, developing a hatred more and more for the opponent, for the and, other. And, and
4: that's the problem with with a lot of our elected leaders. And, uh, you know, Biden is president right now. So you can say, well, you told me Trump was president. That's a hypothetical. Biden is president. And he had his moment after this shooting to say something. And what he chose was nothing but division. And attacking his political enemies. He did not offer the slightest sense of healing of sorrow. He didn't even evoke the names and memories of these kids and talk about, you know, just an evil in society. He talked about the NRA and he talked about Republicans who won't pass comments. He resurrected 40 year old talking points. It might have been the election of 1976, right? And so I agree with you. You know, we are falling into these rival camps, but if our leaders don't start, I want to, I want to pull up camps. this uh, this tweet thread from
2: Zach Seward, who is the, I believe he's the uh, editor-in-chief at Quartz, who posted oh, one of the great. most deceptive, <laughs> falsely framed oh, articles man. I've ever seen. Such a lie. It's a really good example of the problems we face. Yes. Before I start this by criticizing the mainstream media for lying to you, I want to point out that there absolutely are conspiracy theorists and lunatics and cult members on the right. They sure, exist. Sure. But they're not VC-funded. Mm-hmm. They don't have investors who are giving them all of this money. There are some small right-wing outlets, conservative outlets that do get funding, but they're not nearly as bad as this. Mm. They, they they wrote a story. We ordered the same gun used in Uvalde. Here's how easy it was. He says it was just like ordering groceries. Click, check out, done. He's getting roasted for this. Seriously. Because while in the piece it does mention, you have to go through a background check and all this stuff, the way they frame it is incredible. Take a look at this. He says at no time were we asked for proof of age or of a clean criminal record both of which are legally required to buy a firearm that will happen when we pick up the gun at our local licensed dealer that's right the headline is everything Mm -hmm. here's how easy it was they're trying to convince you not only that but he goes on to say it was an assault rifle he says some people don't know how easy it is to go online and buy an assault rifle he, he didn't buy one though he did not buy an assault rifle it's just a misrepresentation and this is what leads people who are traditional liberal or trusting in the news into believing wrong Amen. information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what this tells
3: me is he's not actually interested in having a thoughtful conversation. It's about an agenda, right? Mm-hmm. So very clearly this is about creating a, this drumbeat, this hysteria to ban not just this gun, but really all guns, right? So it's, it's a war then on guns. And if, if, in fact, that's the idea, then the question becomes particularly from that outlet that we know as a lefty outlet – Why do they want to remove all guns? Is it really just about trying to save the kids in school? I'm not so sure that's true. I think most people would say there's probably another agenda here. So that kind of headline, by the way, we know that Americans, uh, rarely read down into an article. I think that that it's around 60 or 70% of people only read the headline. And then the remainder of that is only the first paragraph. So very, I think 3 or 5% of people actually read the whole story. So
2: these folks know that. I want to give a shout out to a journalist. This is a story I I did, uh, I covered uh, just almost three years ago.
7: I remember this. From Business
2: Insider. This journalist wrote, I tried to buy a gun at Walmart twice and roadblocks left me empty-handed both times. This was actually a good story. Mm -hmm. And I give credit to this journalist. She had, um, you know, misconceptions about what buying a gun was like. She went to a Walmart and said, I'm going to see what happens. And when she got roadblocked, she wrote that she was. Good for her. This is like one of the biggest segments I've ever done. It's got 2.7 million views. Mm. I'm surprised, but... You know, I I didn't criticize her and le- and mock her. I was like, this is great. A reporter actually decided to investigate what it's like to get guns because they weren't familiar Amazing. with it, and they were right. honest with their audience Amazing. about not being able to buy one. That's that's, that's the reality.
4: Yeah. Well, the, the the shocking thing about courts is that it, there are two dozen outlets just like that, right? Between uh, courts and Axios and Mother Jones, and and uh, you just go on and on and on, and they're all they're all the same, and they're all funded by basically the same venture capitalist lefty ideologue billionaires they all have the same agenda they're all intermarried right which is weird they're all they all know each other kind of like the uh, um, the, the one conspiracy not, not conspiracy the one thought is who the leaker is of the supreme court document when went through of you know who's married to who and who was a bridesmaid at whose wedding mm-hmm. they right. all know each other um it's there, a caste there, system. There's no one on the, there are very few outlets on the right of this side. There are a couple, right? We know them. The Beacon, The Daily Caller, they're great publications, but they're, they're, they're paltry in number compared to right. the left. And you look at the, 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 the funding that goes
2: into these left-wing Democrat or whatever publications, hundreds of millions of dollars, and then you look at right-wing publications who sometimes get some funding, but not really.
5: Yeah. What was that CIA program where uh, they were working directly with media? Was that was that Mockingbird? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. is it was, it, yeah. There's two yeah. of them, I'm pretty sure. I
3: thought you were going to ask me about the time that we uh, operated on the cat, and the cat was going to be actually a listening device. <laughs> did oh like, yeah, did did it so that? that's, that's another one. Is yeah. that true? That's a real thing. That is that is true. That <laughs> they, they tried. We, we did that. We and did people that. love I'm cats. Sorry, they let them so into their bed cats. Now. I'm yeah. so sorry. They tried
2: like implanting a microphone in the yes. cat. Yes. So this is what they did. They actually
3: put the the listening device in the ear, and then they used the antenna, and they built another part in the back, kind of in between the shoulders. And they, what they did is they took the cat, because, hey, it's just a cat, it's innocuous. And they took the cat and they, uh, they set it next to two gentlemen to test it on a, on a park bench.
7: I know what happened, I think. And
3: Definitely. unfortunately, Kitty Kitty did not stay there of course on the park not. bench to listen what <laughs> <He's to laughs> cat. <laughs> so cats the do.
1: So the cat, cat stuff.
3: ran, unfortunately, in front of a taxi cab. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh.
2: Cat didn't want to be part of it. Nope. The kitty
4: kitty for the
5: cat, did the not, not right. survive the yeah. ultimate sacrifice. The cat did so. the honorable thing. You can't force a cat to join the deep state. No. You can't. No, you can't. They no. are no. individuals. So, no. Uh, but speaking of Mockingbird, which I brought up, um, what the heck? This is from 1948. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. The CIA, well, basically, no, right was, after formation, was like, we no, got to control the media. It's, it's not we just Mockingbird.
2: We talked about this with Luke uh, Rodkowski of We Are Change. There was something that happened in the 70s where a senator, I think, came out and said the CIA is working directly at these news outlets.
6: Yeah. Do you, are you I don't know if Brown? it was Mockingbird.
2: Well,
3: so there was a huge uh, dust-up throughout the 70s where basically the, the the House and the Senate were like, you guys are doing way too much You in the CIA, and they had committee hearings. So uh, Frank Church was one of the senators, we from Idaho. And there were others. They looked into this, and the CIA director, they called him on the carpet both overtly, that is to say out in public, and then and behind the curtain. And like, you guys are killing way too many people. Uh, without authorization and you you a bunch of cowboys and, and some of these uh, programs that you're talking about were, were part of that conversation that we need to, to rein you in because we've mm-hmm. given you too much power and y'all are abusing it. And it's not just you, the CIA, it's the president and all the president's men as it were. Who are like, hey, you know, with the military, we can't do certain things, but we can use this tool at the CIA, and we can have them go kill various people or foment unrising, uh, uprisings, etc. Right? Or, yes, the media piece. We can start to control and manipulate. And so, again, it gets back to this. If you give people power, some percentage of them are going to abuse it. But if you give them a whole bunch of power, it is game on in terms mm-hmm. of your country. And that's really, for me, in the past 5, 10 years, has completely changed my understanding of giving so much power to the CIA or NSA or FBI. They will abuse it. They have abused it. And we've got to pull that back, both in terms of the size and the authorities, because they have too much. Still a lot of great people doing great work at those places, but you give them too much power and you're going to have
5: these problems. And we, our country's in trouble because of it. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot about the people, because I, I speak a lot of crap about the administrative state and like how it's overblown. But I think the people, the other night I was like, I don't want to hurt these people. Like, Not that like the, the, the horseback riders in 1902, I mean, the automobile was coming. They still lost their jobs. Yeah. I don't want to see these people lose their gigs. And the problem is when they're the ones that control the assassination attempts, so anyone that's going to try and unseat them from their gig is a, is a real threat it has a big, like, yo, you don't want to anger people that control the button, like basically. Yeah. But if it is, I mean, you think we'd be better, better off without these organizations? I think
4: of the, I think of the fed in Michigan, who's, who's doing a, a covert op and he's mm-hmm. on a chat room with some guy. who's was like, I hate governor Whitman. I think we should assassinate her, and he's like, "Let's plan. Let's plan the kidnapping." You know, and then they're having meetings, and then all of a sudden, at no point, people were like, "Wait a second, we're actually going to plan to kidnap the governor just to trap this one?" Lo- aren't we taking this a little too far, guys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, they're they're ordering vans, and someone's going to Hertz, and they're picking up rope, and it's like, I think we're getting a little too excited about kidnapping the governor, guys. Like, I know we want to catch this bad dude, but this is getting a little crazy. I, I so. I don't at what point does yeah, when you said they need to be reined in. I think that's an example of reining it in. And it kinda strikes me bizarre that no one in the hierarchy was like I think you guys need to slow down the kidnapping plan, <laughs> <Right>? like, <laughs> This is a little crazy.
5: Would it look more like if it was raining in? Would it be like, this This NSA no longer exists? Like, what was the NSA form? 2000? 2001? Was it after 9-11? Or has Probably. it been around longer it, than it's, that?
6: It's been
3: around longer. But yeah, look, I th- here's where I come down on this. I think it's absolutely reasonable based on what we have seen over the past 10 plus years, certainly since the, the 2016 election. It's reasonable for people to say the, the intelligence community has grown too big, and too powerful. Just like it did back in the 1970s, we need to remove some of the authorities. We need to have more oversight because we recognize that there might be a need for collection of foreign intelligence to understand what our adversaries are doing. Fine. Or a domestic you know law enforcement capacity. We need to find some bad guys here in the country. Fine. But it's gotten too big and there's too much power and we need to pull that back in. And that happens After we have the House and the Senate, if they actually functioned, they would do the investigations into that to figure out how bad the problem is. And then we figure out how deeply we have to rein it in. Absent a functional Congress, that's when the the American media is supposed to do the work, do that investigative work to, to expose some of this stuff. But when you have a media that is so in the tank for you know folks, particularly on the left... Then what? What's their incentive to actually get to the bottom of some of these abuses? That's There's no outside function right now that's keeping power in check. The House, the Senate, nope. The President, nope. Our media, nope. That's the problem of this moment.
4: And I think it's compounded by the fact that, <laughs> no offense, you all seem to be really bad at your job. I mean, in the sense that it's like,
6: <laughs> well, not you. Know,
4: our our intelligence shows that you know uh, Afghanistan will stand on its own. No, <laughs> our intelligence shows that that Kiev will fall within three days. No, it's like our intelligence shows. It's like, do you guys have anything right? Like, is, so is did, there anything that that is accurate?
3: Okay, so first of all, totally <laughs> fair. So I, so on my podcast, President's Daily Brief, we covered this. We talked about this. You as taxpayers are paying billions and billions of dollars to the intelligence community to to act on your behalf you should be asking questions if they're falling short so
2: that's fair i want to pull up this uh article from army times foreboding army psyops recruitment video shows who's pulling the strings a lot of people were bringing this up to us saying it was a really really creepy video i want to play it. it is a little long but i've not seen it but uh daniel was just bringing up that the cia their intelligence agencies get so much wrong and i wonder are they really getting it wrong or are they just trying to manipulate you? Hmm. Perhaps you assume that they're a bunch of bumbling, slipping on banana peels, and maybe that's what they want you to think. Because what it was, Sun Tzu had a, had quotes about this, right? When you are strong, make your enemy believe you are weak. When that's you right. are weak, make your enemy believe you are strong. So I've, I've never seen this. I don't know if we can play the full thing, but we'll play Ghosts in the Machine, a controversial psychological operations advertisement from the army. Is there something? Oh, nice. If your opponent is of choleric temper, seek to irritate him.
7: That sounds like Sun Tzu. Uh,
2: Pretend to, to be weak, that he may grow arrogant. Sun, uh, yep. You see? My man. Sun Tzu. All right. This is getting pretty creepy. I love about that, guy. About that guy. Oh, clowns. Strong start. Have <laughs> you ever wondered? The peaceful
0: pro-democracy demonstration in China violent and bloody Mr. Gorbachev... Tear down this wall.
2: Who's pulling the strings?
1: Wolves hiding nearby Whispering. Born from the ashes.
2: Is that the emblem of the psychological operation of some a world at war? You'll find us in the shadows.
6: Hmm.
7: This is inspiring.
2: At the tip of the spear. A threat rises in the east.
6: What the hell is this?
2: Russia invades Ukraine.
6: It's it's pretty new. Yeah, it's Yeah, this
2: is from uh, earlier this month. Warfare is evolving. Who put this out? Uh, This is a fourth PSYOP group. And all the world's a stage.
0: Yo, this is creepy! Holy it's God. like a movie. Shakespeare. There is another very important phase of warfare. It has as its target, not the body, but the mind of the enemy. The target of psychological warfare is against the enemy's mind. It is words and ideas. The ammunition used by Psywar.
2: <laughs> Anything we touch... Is a weapon.
0: Its mission is to influence the thoughts of the We enemy can deceive. Soldiers, and at the same time, is expected and encouraged persuade, to study foreign languages and the social sciences such change, as history, economics, and sociology. Influence. Humans have a broad and sympathetic understanding of all of human experience. Inspire.
1: Gripping at my skin. The walls of night closing. We come in
5: many forms. But the use of this
0: force as an integral part of combat has now taken on new form. We are everywhere.
6: That's what they want you to think A
1: feeling
2: in the dark. A message in the stars.
1: Ghosts in the machine.
0: What are we?
2: Psy war.
7: What the heck?
2: What is, is this? Really, it who
7: put that together? Army Insane. psyops
2: recruitment video. That's what they're saying. Really,
6: yeah. I don't want to fact like no, that. No that's way. interesting. I, uh, so, that's so, I, I can respond to that silliness.
3: <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> it's I, all fake. It's I, all boring. Oh my god. Okay, a couple <laughs> of times. <things>. Um, <laughs> I would join. Right. I know, right? No. I mean, let's I go. Like so, I, so I'll tell you. I uh, I was we get by. That is to say, in the intelligence community. Folks get by with this kind of stuff. Everybody thinks that you know, intel people are ten feet tall and they're scary and amazing. They can do anything they want, James Bond. But I'm telling you, that ain't how it is. Hmm. All right. Uh, I and and I, I can share the story with you. Um, I was looking to work with our group of, of folks who go out into the world and hire knocks. Right. Those are people that we would never officially recognize as intelligence officers. And I asked our knock hiring uh, you know, officials, "What do you look for?" And she said to me, we don't look for the F students, obviously, or the D students, as it were, sort of A, B, C, D, F, the grades, right? D or F students, those don't, those kids don't, wouldn't work. But, we can't hire A and B, because they're too good and smart, mm-hmm. and they don't want to put up with the bureaucratic baloney that this place has. So what we have to try to find is like a good solid
2: C plus student. That's me. Right. So, <laughs> you serve, well, I'll put in a good word for you, you <laughs> know, since I'm Excellent. still a fed. I, <laughs> I, I, I think it actually is just like the movies, cause you know, I've, I've seen a lot of burn notice. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. do look and talk <laughs> like Michael Westman. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So, so no matter jacket. what I say, <laughs> no matter what I say. So
5: yeah. they want people that are not so adherent to authority that they'll get A's and B's, cause that's what they're told to do, but they're not so stupid that they aren't, can't follow along. It's, it's that they're willing to join, but they're also willing to betray.
3: A and B students are after, they have ambition, uh, but they want efficiency, they want accomplishments, they want, it's um, you can go out into the private sector and earn, earn a ton of money, you can go be successful as your A and B students, but your C plus student, they tend to struggle more in life, so you need somebody that isn't quite tip of the spear, as that video just said, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what, they, but that shouldn't be true, by the way. We should want A students and uh, be students working for our government because we we want efficiency. We want smarts. We, we want the best we can get. So I, I don't buy that video because of that, having been on the inside. Um, but I understand why people might think that that's true. The only other quick caveat I'd add is um, there is one part of me that loves that because when I was out uh, as an officer, I was meeting with a source, and he was like, why aren't you taking notes? I'm telling you all these great and amazing things. Well, I, I didn't need to. I was able to capture it. And he, and he paused. He's like, wait a minute. I've seen the movies. Do you, uh, oh, do you have a microphone in your shoe? And I was like, I do.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's so cool.
2: <laughs> Burn Notice was a cool show, man. One of my favorite scenes is when... You guys have seen Burn Notice, right? Negative, he, no. You've never seen it? It's so good. So it's this former CIA contractor. And he's always trying to... He's, he's basically a contractor now for private individuals. <clears throat> trying to help the little guy. And he explains to you how he does things and why. And it's fascinating. So he's like, he's trying to scare a bad guy. So he takes a cell phone, tapes it to a box, and then runs the power cable to the wall to make him think there's a bomb. Hmm. And he was like, that's like the psychological manipulation stuff. So that's what that show does. I love that show. That show is amazing. Mm. So
3: I, what I will tell you, that this contracting thing is actually really important. So we just watch. If, if this is the army is trying to convince everybody that they're the 10-foot monster. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about power and the authority to influence and persuade, that power does not sit within the military and it doesn't sit within the CIA. It sits in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It sits in New York and in D.C. in terms that's of those right. media operating rooms deciding what the, what the editorial line for the day is going to be, what the American people need to think about. It's the people who write the headlines knowing that 70, 80% of people don't read the story, just the headline. That's your power. And if you want to shape an agenda, if you want to push people into believing something, that's where you spend your time and your money. It ain't in some whiz-bang you know, CIA operation that's propaganda, which... By the way, that was good back in the 50s, and it's not so great now.
4: But anyway, one, that's where your power is. One thing about the video, if we could ask your your huge followers, I feel like I'm pretty well-traveled in this country. I can't think of what city has bright orange subway cars. Yeah, so if, if no. it, yeah, what's all of say? your followers right now, if you could be like, oh, yeah, that's the subway in uh, I, and I showed it twice, <laughs> and I'm like, I know America pretty well. I've, I grew up in New York City. I know subways well. I can't think, so if I don't, I don't anyone out there... It's not so much the color or the shape of them. Maybe it wasn't an American
2: city, mm. but I will say I learned something in my quest to purchase Times Square billboards. You can actually buy your an entire train and put Ooh. whatever you want on it. Let's do Probably that. Cool.
6: Yeah.
4: I would just love to think that the army used like uh, the subway of, of Amsterdam... You yeah, know, for a recruitment <laughs> <Yeah>. video. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about using
5: the media, like you were saying, to I guess manipulate is the word, not, you know, Sounds whatever. like people In, are saying...
2: Someone said Japan. Oh, no. interesting. Maryland.
5: I saw uh, Denmark. Yes. Oh, okay. people are just saying whatever. Nah, they're just saying whatever. nonsense. But, like, how do you use the media to please everyone? And I know you can't please everyone all the time, Abraham Lincoln quote. But, like, I want to really make the world better and create new technologies like running fresh water, uh solar-powered heat, you know, things that will make us more resilient as a species, make people laugh, make people relax. Like Even the the head of the CIA and and Kim Jong-un want to laugh and relax a little bit. But I've also got to make sure people have enough food. I don't know if there's people that actually want to starve the population so that it grows slower. You hear about Bill Gates talking Mm -hmm. about reducing the growth rate. And I don't know if there are people that, that really want that, which seems crazy, but- other than that, like, you, do you think we could we could actually use the media? I mean, that it's possible? Well, look, I, I, are there people in this world who have a uh,
3: particular agenda for an environmental issue or the global population or whatever, and then they use their money to affect that outcome? Damn straight. I mean, we have foundations in this country, all over the world, in fact, but the United States have a massive number of private family foundations that chase after whatever their own family's goals might be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's not... It wouldn't be a wild assumption that to hear or, or an argument to hear somebody say, "This family or this person really is, gets excited about X issue. And now they're really going to change all of our lives just because they and their big money want to change it. So absolutely there's precedent for that. Every day we've got it. Um,
5: but the, 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 second piece though, uh, tell me again, it, it's more of like, um, I don't know. I'm asking if it's possible. I mean, I know you don't have the answer, but no, no. you don't th- think it's possible to fix this planet, bring people together, like all this, all of us together.
2: Yeah. And I'll tell you what, and
5: real, in, in real, this, real quick, yeah. sorry should
2: interrupt, uh, watching the ad there's an advertisement and it looks to be in German.
5: Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah.
7: So, so it, then it, it was, was made by the army. In the subway. <laughs> it was like it yeah,
2: so we're yeah. talking that, that was the
4: German army that was putting that out? Oh,
7: that's a, lot, a heck of oh a lot God. better that's than army. That's how good yet. the
4: psychological warfare is. Yeah, it's meta. They nice <laughs> it kept okay. showing the Statue of Liberty. That's why I was like, they're trying to make so you think it's New York, let, but that's no. not
3: New Let's York. be really honest for a second. Europe's military is a joke. Mm. Come on. In Ukraine, do you recall when things were bubbling up? What did, what did Germany offer the Ukrainians? 5,000 helmets. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. Their military is absolutely hollowed out. So, anyway, that's ridiculous. Uh, but I will tell you, in terms of the media stuff, uh, uh, you know, how can we shape? How can we encourage? How do we grow as a people, as a country, as a species, whatever it might be? No joke, and I'm not saying it because I'm here. It's this. These kinds of shows are where it happens because what you do is you encourage people to think, to think for themselves and to think critically. Mm -hmm. You give them information and you say, hey, look, here's my bias. Here's what I think. Here's the data that supports my argument. But I'll tell you what, your call. You you decide. It's up to you. That's what we have to encourage each other to do. That's what I do on my podcast. That's what you all do here on this show every day. That's how we shape the world. We now control the information. We put it out there. And if people trust us, not just because, oh, they seem smart, but they, but they know that day in and day out when we talk to them, we say, here's the data. You decide. Here's why it's important to you, but it's your call. Then people are less like, hmm, what are you trying to do to me? What are you trying to get me to buy? What are you trying to like manipulate me to think? All I'm doing is saying, here's the information. Here's what I think, but y'all make the call.
4: Well, that's what's so fascinating about then the role of of tech, right? So here's the data. You make the decision. I work in the environmental and energy space, and here's the data. It's like, so you don't believe in climate change. I'm deplatformed from Facebook. You're not Mm -hmm. allowed to be a climate denier on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, I'm not... Denying anything, I'm just saying here's a set of facts that need to be discussed, yeah. not on our platform because you don't care. And what you just said, you sometimes you strike me that you say some of the sweetest, most like like humanitarian things. And you said, "I make the world a better place and give you know solar heat and clean water." You know where they didn't discuss any of that sentiment. If you paid attention the last couple of days, was Davos? Mm. All those world leaders gathered and they talked about what we will do. Oh, there's the photos of this I had to. I had to know. Confirmed? It, it, Germany? Berlin. It's, it's Berlin. Berlin. All right. it's yeah. Berlin. So, did we know this? It's that was
3: the, the German army
4: was like joining our
3: psyops group?
5: I don't it, know why. we it, it was the a US.
4: filter on You that. know who was the last they, one that made it join the German army ad? I'm just they, saying. Not, I'm telling you. Know, not too soon. They, they went.
2: They bought stock footage.
4: <laughs> they did. They bought stock yeah, footage. It seemed like a cheaply made Subway car. Yeah, from Getty Images. But anyway, your sentiment of how do we find solutions to the problems that will make the world a better more peaceful more healthy more prosperous place at the individual level you looked at those yahoos and davos and all they did was talk about what can we do to make them obey how do we cut countries off the global monetary and banking system if they won't vaccinate their people and everyone claps and john kerry how do we punish people that will not accept climate change And everyone claps that whole thing should have been we should have built a wall around davos and forced them to <laughs> live there and given them some primitive weapons and, and hunger games we gotta we gotta hit super chats
2: sorry if you haven't already would you kindly smash that like button and subscribe to the channel share the show if you really do like it head over to timcast.com become a member uh no member segments today but we do that monday through thursday at 11 p.m uh we're gonna read some super chats i'm gonna start with uh one that's just it's it's closer to the end and then we'll go back to the beginning. But. Uh, Catman says, Tim, I listen on Spotify normally. You should put something to mark the ads. Around the 27-minute mark talking about death penalty, your ad read started with, I'd like to know where my meat comes from. <laughs> oh,
7: my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> Whoa. Great well, hunting. you know, that's how it works. <laughs> we
2: cannot control that. I'm sorry. That's great. All right. Spiro yeah. Floropolis says, sources say.online Tim's word queue idea is in beta mode. If anybody at TimCast wants access to try it, please reach me. I've emailed Spin the UFO before. Or tell me who and how to contact to give access.
4: I don't understand uh, that.
2: Oh, I'll, I'll explain that. it to you. Do you want to check the spin the UFO for Spiro Floropoulos? Yeah, so I can. Um, I've been having this thing, you know, ranting about Wikipedia, how we should sue them. You can't there's Wikipedia can create a defamatory article, but because it's community generated, no one can be sued. You can't sue Wikipedia because they're protected by section two hundred thirty. Mm-hmm. You can't sue the individual editor because they don't make a complete statement. If an editor writes "Daniel uh, Daniel Turner uh, raises sheep or lamb," that's 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 true, right? Hmm. Okay, you can't sue that person. What if someone then goes in and changes "raises" to "you know what he's going to uh, say"? Bru- oh boy, brutalizes. <laughs>
4: yes, that's definitely not true. They
2: never said you did. They added one word. You can't sue someone for saying one word. Um, that's a defamation. You can ch- argue it is. Because of the place they put it in. But they can be like, I just put in a single word. I didn't I didn't do anything. I mean, so who do you sue? Yeah. I think the closest argument you can get to is, well, because of all the other words that were there, you're the one who completed the statement by changing the word. Technically, that person. But they never actually said anything, so it's arguable. And I've talked to lawyers about this. They're like, I don't know who you sue. You can't, you can't sue anybody, I guess. So the idea for this program mm-hmm. is we will create uh, an article. We'll title it, you know, Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you load the page, you are placed in a queue based on when you loaded it first, second, third. So if you're the first person in, it'll say, sources say blank. You get to write one word. The next person who loaded the website can put the second word. And as the article gets bigger, you'll get more and more time to to figure out your work because you got to read it. But then every individual has only written one word. Who's, who are you going to sue? <laughs> so you'll have this really long article brilliant. making this really ridiculous statement with no one who can be
5: sued. They'll try and plan. sue the person that owns the website. Then Wikipedia'll get no, sued.
2: exactly. You can't. It's a, it's section two. We didn't write it. It's users. Yeah, I,
3: I love that. It's it's their rules. So
2: play them. Yeah, brilliant. Mm-hmm. And what we'll do too is we'll make it so that when you add the word, it doesn't actually put the word in the article until the article's done. Mm. Because then no one wrote the article. Uh, love it. They might be able to argue that like, well, there were 700 words already there, and you put that word in there, so it completely a statement it's like okay well we won't then you'll 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 read it you'll add your word and then once it's done it'll go connect them all
3: it's like mad libs but better yes yeah
2: Yeah. all right let's read some more ashton de rojas says can you let people know schumer is planning a senate vote on two gun control bills day after memorial day and to call your state reps and senators to oppose these bills better yet call your state reps and senators and demand they repeal the nfa yes and abolish the ATF,
7: mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. suppose.
2: You know. And uh, why don't we get some Republicans who actually want to repeal some of these these gun laws? Like
5: all Robbie that Starbuck.
2: All that all that keeps happening is Republicans are like, "We'll compromise with you, Democrats, and ban some stuff," and then Democrats just keep saying, "Ban more." They're just
5: raking in the money, man. Mm-hmm. These Congress people that should have been out after four years, maybe eight years.
2: All right, Beckmeister says New York shooters Discord username. Dis, uh, discord id about me you can't begin to imagine how we get them to do the things they do i mean but is that that could be anybody this could be a random crazy person who's trying to egg on people you know what i mean yeah eden hiddick tim you are right that meds can cause these mass shootings i say this as someone who was almost driven by medication induced insanity into doing one i'm oh, willing geez. to get into contact wow. if you Whoa. want to know more wow That's crazy mm. Yeah, people go crazy. Yeah, really. Rob Short says, Press F to abolish this Fed. Oh, no. They're talking about you. Yeah.
5: No. <laughs> I got it. I got How about you know, this? I'm, hold on. I thought they were talking about the Federal Reserve.
2: Smash the like button to Boop end on. the Fed. I'm Me rolling 100-sided. Yes.
5: Down. We're going to end the Fed.
2: Let's see what we got. Oh, no.
4: <laughs> I rolled an 18. Ah, boo. At least I'm old enough to vote. I'm just saying, at the end of the night, you guys have to turn everything upside down and make sure there are no bugs. You know, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all your little knickknacks. knacks Just stick bugs. <laughs> Keep coming. It's fine. All right.
2: Uh, Phalanx says, Tim, you keep talking about 3D printed guns, but why not the Luty? It's also my birthday, so I have some of my money. Oh, thank you. What's the Luty? How do you spell it? L U T Y. Don't know. I am unfamiliar. Not sure. That's
4: everyone's. It's everyone's. What the Nero was playing when Rome was burning. He was
5: playing the Luty. I heard that that was actually not true, but I, I'd like to go into that deeper. The Luty submachine
2: gun.
7: Oh, oh my. <laughs>
2: Everybody is putting F in chat, but hold on. I said that if you want to. Uh, Smash the like button. Oh, to End where the Fed. Mm-hmm. You guys can't you take Listen directions. close. Get it together. Well, maybe they're just trying to abolish the fed. Oh, I see. <laughs> the fed. Mark H says Tom McDonald would be an awesome future guest. You guys rock. He would. Yeah. He
1: would. Tom, Working you are always it. welcome to come that's on the right.
2: show. You know what I would love to do too is do a music collaboration with him because we have one song that's kind of punk rock. I can't get a ver- I can't write a verse to I just don't oh, know. Oh, Tom would be great. And so I was like, it's faster. So maybe what it needs is rap so it can convey the story in a meaningful way. So I reached out to him, but he's a busy guy. There's some other people I have in mind. We'll see what we can get done. Got a lot oh, of music come. stuff in That's the works. That's awesome, man. Yo, it's just everybody is so busy. There's, 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 the talent yeah. pool is, is.
7: Talented people are busy. It's all bought up. It's hard.
2: Yeah, we're trying to find, we're, we we're, we're talking to some big, um, industry music people, but they're like, yo, everybody is, is swamped. Where where's everybody at? You
4: know. Speaking of music, I loved your Chicken City theme song. Yes. Oh yeah. I oh really yeah. Do. Is that live now? It's, Did that well, I, I played it I, I saw it on the Instagram. making of, and I just thought it was just <laughs> so endearing. I haven't heard the It's, really it's, it's
2: just four chords. I I wrote it in ten seconds. Yeah. You know, it's great though, It yeah.
4: Put you in a good mood. Oh yeah, City Chicken City. Music. Roberto
2: is the sheriff <laughs> of Chicken City, and Roberto Junior is his deputy. But Roberto's uh, uh at the Boys Town now. Aw. He's oh, uh, he's he in Freedomistan. Good for him. So with his sons. Yeah. So. He was a re- he's aggressive. Roberto Junior is much much nicer to the girls. Is he a uh, Roberto Junior is Rhode Island Red and Easter okay. Egger of some sort. Okay, some kind of mix. But he looks just like a Rhode Island Red.
4: I think I saw him outside. He's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's beautiful. So,
2: so Roberto was getting really aggressive. He he jumped, kicked me one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was getting. And we can't have him banging his daughters. No. Yeah. So he he already did, and he had a bunch of. Granddaughter, daughters, and so we're like, grandchildren. That's the limit, yes. <laughs> You know, for line breeding, I guess. Yeah, are we not
4: supposed to. Um,
2: you can do it once, I guess, for certain traits. Yeah. So now he's got a few granddaughter daughters, do and you, his uh, and, and and these chickens are their are their, they they are their own aunts, I think is that what it is? Oh,
4: sounds but, right. But you're gonna want to change that, that yeah, map. bloodline. We did. Yeah.
2: Well, so Roberto Junior's his son, but we have a uh, uh, two Brahma roosters now that are Roberto's son. Uh, Roberto sons with with our Brahma Sarah. So but I think what we're going to do is we're going to take all the boys out because we have a Silky who's been yelling. Love them, And then the Silky breeds with everybody and makes uh,
5: satins. It's
4: one nice. lucky Silky. Yeah.
5: Silky's a great. Are, do roosters generally have a different call? Like a or a, what do you call that a cockadoodle doodle do? What is that? Pro, oh, Pro.
4: they do based upon when we would notice uh, you, when you live with them and you have them on the farm and you know as well you know what they're saying. When there was a, a fox nearby, it was a different sound. When it was like run and take cover, he would make some sound. Uh, our our Rudis's name was uh, was Cletus, hmm. and uh, and all the hens would run into the house like it was like what heads up here comes the fox. They all have different sounds. It's very cool. Adrian Curry in chat says House Lannister hens.
6: <laughs> that is correct.
2: Yeah, That is what
4: they are. That's very good. Oh, man. That's very
2: good. Alright, let's read some more. DD says, the state is a joke. They do not care about you. Well, of course they don't. <laughs>
6: Duh.
2: <laughs> yeah, most of these politicians are like, I just want to say the bare minimum that I have to to get reelected. That's about it. There's like 10 politicians who are actually trying stuff. All right. Minion seven one five says, Tim, check out New York response with Bill S nine four oh seven making the purchase or possession of all types of body armor a felony if it is passed.
6: Woo. That's no good. Nuts,
2: Mm. man. Mm.
6: Why? How do you how do you how do you legally
2: define body armor then? So you know what they were doing in Thailand is they would buy um X ray sheets and they would they would uh stagger them inside vests as plates. Nice. Mm. And I don't know if that actually worked, but they they said it did. You take a big a whole bunch of the X ray film And it creates some kind of, you know... Oh, interesting.
7: I have to ask, how do you justify banning a defensive, not even a weapon, a defensive Mm -hmm. thing? What case do you make that says, oh, you shouldn't be able to actually literally protect your vital organs Mm -hmm. from a possible attack? Which we know are happening, by the way. I don't get it. I don't get it
2: welder one says tim you need to buy billboards near establishment media that reads if you want real news news go to timcast.com nice we 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 did have some i don't know if they went up they might be in chicago and it's a quote from michael malice that says um what is it the quote was something like the corporate press gives you the narrative timcast.com or timcast gives you the news i think that's on some of the billboards so i did see that we have the one in times square but that was more of like a statement, like, we're here, get used to it. And uh, we bought a bunch in Chicago because that was actually like the biggest regional demographic for the show is Chicago. So I was like, mm. we'll put them in Chicago because yeah. apparently people in Chicago like the show. And uh, we'll see how that works out. We'll see if it works out. But either way, we, we, we've done zero marketing until this point. And so, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And uh, it's all thanks to all of you as members. We're going to keep growing. I think we need to stop... A lot of people, all of these, all of these channels, uh, all of these independent creators, need to stop looking at the establishment mainstream media as if they are some big monolith, and start recognizing that we've we've you know we, we've beached the shore, we've we are storming, the walls. Yeah, yeah, we've breached the walls, Go. we are we are running across the beaches of Normandy figuratively, and uh, they're firing all of these smears and hit pieces, desperate to stop us, but all we got to do is as we get big enough, is just start taking over those spaces. So, uh, yeah, you know, go. I don't know, Super Bowl ads or something. Yeah. And you'll
5: realize when you start doing it, too, that the amount of cover you run as an independent journalist or an independent creator is so much more than a guy on a beach beachhead storming against machine guns. One guy doesn't provide a lot of cover for everyone else. But when you're a loud voice in the media, man, is that a distraction for
4: the people that aren't comfortable with it. What's funny is the hubris of the mainstream folks. Uh, in their position like you know Anderson Cooper there are more people watching Bobby Flay make a frittata than are watching him but if he would tell you he's the most important voice in general. They have, people have 40,000 50,000 people watching him a night so it's it's kind of funny to see that they still think they're these powerful voices and they're really we shouldn't give them any any props because they're they're kind of uh, obsolete mm.
2: all right junkie box says cops are now watered down the Pope mandate made many good ones leave the defund programs and protests made the good ones leave effective cops also typically have past military training and there are few remaining
6: mm.
2: this was the point i was trying to make on twitter which was probably not uh, well framed but uh when you create a culture around the defund movement and you demonize cops and you riot the good cops leave and then you get there there's there's two kinds of cops there's the cop who's like I am doing this job not because of the rewards I'm doing it because I, I must. I must be the person to run in to save those lives. That's and right. then you get other cops who are like, I don't know, man. I just need a job. And what we have now are the, I don't know, man. I just need a job. Mm. I'm not going to run in there and get shot of you nuts. I'm just here for the paycheck because
6: mm-hmm.
2: mm. the good cops don't want to be there anymore. That's sad, man.
6: Mm.
2: All right. Drake Telson says, I'm an FFL. Many FFLs offer payment plans through their credit card processing companies so they can close sales with people who otherwise don't have the cash or credit to pay for the firearm. Interesting. Mm. I mean, financing is financing, you know? Flinch Sun says, in reference to your earlier segment, the reason that feds are referred to as glowies is from Terry A. Davis and his less-than-charitable term he uses for the CIA and how they glow in the dark.
7: Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, Checks out.
2: All right. Arch... Archmagos Errant Carbo says, "I would charge in to save any child I could from such a fate. I don't think I could stop myself from berserking on in there to stop him or die trying. I, that's what I'm saying. Mm. I don't know if I would have any logical thought at all. I might mm. just be like, yeah. kick the door in. I. Uh, but, but the but the, the the CBP guy, exactly that. He grabbed the gun and he went for it. Some people are just like yeah. run in." Yeah. Save these kids.
7: I don't even have kids, and I was imagining how I would feel in that situation, and it was making my blood pressure rise.
2: Yeah. I can understand if someone was like, you were unarmed, and there was someone with a weapon, and you'd be like, what do I do? But these were cops with guns. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't, I'd probably just do it poorly, but freak out. I'd probably freak out. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, maybe, maybe it's all uh, well and good. Like, we, we like to believe we would be better at it than they would. But I got to tell you, man, I've run into danger for stupider reasons.
6: Hmm.
2: It's not, I just it leaves me speechless, really. Mm.
5: Speechless. Available on Amazon. Right. <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> Michael, Michael Knowles. thank you.
7: <laughs> oh my gosh! Ridiculous! It never dies. Genius Get marketing. Uh,
2: yep, yep, <laughs> yep. He's got us. Okay, let's try and grab some more super chats. David C. Kronk Senior says, "I find it very disconcerting that we, as a society, put our money into a more secure place than we put our children. We deserve what we get. Mm-hmm. Well, you know,
6: mm-hmm.
2: you get what you deserve. It doesn't, it, you know, it, that's used in a bad way in a lot of senses. You get what you deserve, but it's not always a bad thing. It's like, yeah, you, you know, the story of the the king who said he wanted, uh, some, who was it, his blacksmith to make him something that." would make him happy when he was sad and sad when he was happy. I'm probably ruining the story or whatever. You ever hear this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I challenge you to produce an item that would make me sad when I'm happy and happy when I'm sad. And so he made a ring or something that, that engraved it and it said, this too shall pass.
7: That's a great line.
2: Yeah. So like, you know, when you say you get what you deserve, it's a good thing. You work really hard, you'll get what you deserve. Yeah. You do b- bad things, you will get what you deserve. Mm. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, make a short film about him. Praise Strength. We could. Mm. We could do something. Some people do it, said do an, uh, an animation or something about the uh, – here we go. James Greenshade says they did make a movie about that guy. It's called Die Hard. Woo! Nice. That's right. You see, those yeah. were the heroes we had, like I had when I was a kid. Yeah. The dude who used to take the gun to his back, and he's got his hands up, and they yippee-ki-yay. through the vents,
7: yeah. Yep. Yeah. Broken glass,
3: and he's no shoes on. So but at what point though did they are they the good guys and then they become the Fed like what's the crossover? <laughs> there is <laughs> definitely <laughs> crossover. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, can, can we just shut the lights off? To, and you can confirm See, I'm not <laughs> glowing. You're glowing in the dark. Well, we
2: and haven't done we that Then we know that I'm part. on the good side of this deal. Is <laughs> real? Yeah.
7: I don't know. You did
5: the right thing.
2: No, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, I think it's all just about generalities, uh, generalizations. Like there are bad Feds, like the ones who go to the garage pull rope, but the ones who don't go and deal with political corruption. I think for the most part, everybody uh, – I've talked to some active feds who are total MAGA. And what I've told is that it's not as cut and dry as people think. A lot of people think that the entirety of like the FBI is all Trump derangement syndrome. And it's like, no, it's the same as the world. It's the same as the country. Hmm. A bunch of them are, especially because they're living in D.C., so you see a lot of them. But then there's a bunch of – you know there's MAGA ones and then there's like middle-of-the-road guys. And the problem is, as you see in the real world – conservatives and centrists rarely speak up and so the, the Trump derangement ones are doing what they want the other guys are like I don't know man you know I shouldn't say anything I could mm. lose my job I got kids and
0: that's the reality yeah. that's the yeah. problem
2: bad people do bad things and if you know all that is required for evil to triumph is that good men do nothing that's Amen. correct
5: good persons do nothing stand in the hall. also well done, good people can do bad things if they're in bad systems yes true very very true history shows that true that's sad, man. All or right, vice versa. Good, bad people can do good things in good systems. Mm.
2: Mm. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, quote, Ian, you are right. Sounds like a Freudian slip. Ah, so uh-huh. weird. But you said it. Very it, it, intentional. It, thanks, Raymond. It, it, it was true. <laughs> Julio Vallalta Third says, just saw a Timcast IRL billboard off Interstate by Midway Airport. Woo! Also seen in that area, regular gas at $5.53 a gallon. Oh, snap. Ouch. So when I was buying the billboards in Chicago... I was like, at least one of them has to be off Interstate 55 at Central Avenue because that's where I grew up. Mm, right the rest on. can be in strategic places, but that one, that one's for my friends. Did you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Apparently it's up. I didn't know I was going to go up right away. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. So, uh, years ago, we, we've done, we've done a bunch of different polls and we also have analytic data and Chicago is always the biggest, not by much, but I think it makes sense considering I'm from Chicago. So people there probably have similar opinions. We grew up in the same place. So I was like, all right, well, you know, if we're going to buy ads and actually buy ads, we'll do it in Chicago. It's a big city and the people there have similar views. Not, mm. it's a big liberal city for sure. But if you, if you don't like Democrats and you're not a conservative in Chicago, you're basically like me, you know.
5: If you guys see billboards, get a nice high res shot of it and tweet it at me. Tag nice. me in it and I'll see if we That's can circulate amazing. it on the show. Yeah, give so me, good. Give the address of where it is, the location. Josh,
2: oh, my gosh, says, Tim, if the government subsidizes guns using tax money, it may turn out like the universities raising prices to get more money. No, thanks. That is a good point. So I was only half joking. I was making a point about how Republicans never actually fight for things the way Democrats do. Democrats are like, we demand you pay for our health care. And then health care goes crazy. And then I'm like, OK, then we demand you pay for our guns. Yeah. How about that? Here's a compromise. Mm-hmm. I will say yes, universal health care. If you say yes, universal guns. And it works out, too, because then with all the guns everywhere, you're worried. Don't worry. Hospital's covered for you. Yeah. Don't, you know, you don't, these people don't realize that you don't just get free stuff because you want it. It means we get free stuff, too.
7: Mm. That's fair. Yeah.
2: I also think it's funny that the student debt forgiveness people are like 13% of the population and they want all of the poor people to subsidize yeah. their, their degrees.
3: Do you see there were a study done by the the Fed, the the other Fed? Oh, the Fed. Yes, the other I ones, mean, the Bankers. Was, uh, yeah. The one we want to end. Yeah, yeah. That S- one. They, they, they surveyed student uh, loan uh, folks, and seventy percent of them could, as of this moment, continue their payments. In other words, seventy percent of folks who have student loans absolutely need no assistance. Just interesting that this whole conversation around the loan forgiveness—not necessarily everybody needs it. Yeah, but they're all getting ten thousand. I saw really?
2: That's the proposal. Yeah, uh, oh. it's, it's 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 bribing voters. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah,
4: yeah 10,000. Bonkers.
2: I mean, it's, that's nuts, man. Okay, all right. Let's see. Second Fleet Actual says, Tim, if they aren't old enough to be armed, they aren't old enough to vote, force them to choose one or the other. There you go. I, I think they would give them the guns.
7: Raise the age of everything.
2: They'd be like, okay, let's get 16-year-olds to vote. There was a a bunch of students protested gun violence, and they were like, "Just because we're students doesn't mean we aren't allowed." You know, we, we aren't. All, or they were like, "We're you know, just because we're students doesn't mean we're not allowed to protest." And I'm like, "No, your lack of experience and knowledge on these issues is why you shouldn't protest." But I'm not. I don't really mean you shouldn't protest. I'm just saying, like, I don't think you, as a gun control person, regardless of age, has done any research on this. No, that's it. I don't care how old you are. You can be 14. And if you're like, I have not Googled this, but I'm going to protest on that. You maybe, maybe you should.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And and unless I'm a 16 year old set policy, it was that Swedish chick and they basically led Europe into war. I love Right. So, so let's not have 16 year olds make any more policy decisions. I would
2: like to translate for Greta Thunberg when she was like, we don't want to wait till 2030 or 2022. She was actually saying, I want to kill 60 million people
7: today. (laughs) Hmm, Sounds familiar. And,
2: and you think I'm joking, but if you, she said she wanted to shut down all fossil fuels Mm -hmm. today. I'm like, yeah, overnight,
5: 60 million people around the world die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've also figured out how to upscale coal into graphene. I don't know if you've been following that at all, but they hit it with lasers, and they can turn it into much cleaner oh. burn fuel. Oh, you
2: see, now Greta Thunberg's trying to take away Ian's graphene. Greta, She's on she. side. <laughs> um, just and
5: crossed on
2: your And line. your
4: buddy in Chicago should know that if 550 is bad, wait till August. It's going to get much, yeah. much worse. Are, are you wait, uh, wait till making the, your own fuel? Oh.
2: Wait till the harvest. <laughs> wait till the harvest. <laughs> harvest. I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm no, trying. No fertilizer. I know. Yeah, this, yeah. this fall harvest is going to be a shock to the system. We're still
4: eating last year's crops. You know, yeah. most of the wheat and we, some winter wheat was harvested recently, but very little. We're still eating last we're, year's wheat. We're actually growing wheat as well. You have to.
2: Yeah, yeah there were weeds. Volunteer and We, we wheat. ignored them for a long enough time and then we, we realized Gosh. it was wheat. Look was at like, us. Leave it, I guess. <laughs> I was like, I guess we'll make bread. Huh? Yeah, we um, got a whole bunch growing and I was like, what is this strange plant growing? Oh, now how are you going to harvest it? By the way,
3: do you, have, do you have the side? What do you got to cut you it off? Gotta, gotta get a side. Oh, my meteorite side.
2: katana. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. Swords <laughs> yeah. up on the walls. Oh, oh good sword. lord! No, I won't use that. I'll use one of my other katanas. Dude, let's
5: get a grindstone
2: to sharpen them. Yeah,
5: no, no, to uh, grind the wheat once we get it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And to yeah. No, 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 no,
2: no. We're gonna get a donkey. Yeah. And the donkey walks and, in the circle.
5: And a mm-hmm. millstone.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. That would be
5: great. <laughs> Old school. Oh, it's a millstone. millstone. The grindstone is for the blade. I yeah. feel like
3: that could be another YouTube channel for you. Just the donkey going around just in circles. Oh, yeah. It would be yeah. super yeah, like,
1: cathartic. Drop a
5: carrot
3: every
4: yeah. 500 bucks and fa- super fa- I, I would watch that. Like yeah. no right. time yeah. to fall asleep. So, yes. Just, just so watch soothing. the donkey going in oh, circles. We, a 360 camera.
5: Right. Now we're talking.
2: We have the chicken parties at chickencitylive.com. So you can give five bucks and then treats come down. And then once a hundred dollars hits, a chicken party happens. And so when we were launching pop culture crisis live, I said, we need to do the same thing. You know, like we need to have it so that when people super chat, something happens. And then when you reach a number, something happens. So now during pop culture crisis. The host, in, you know, will be talking, and if you super chat, a money gun shoots 20s into the Woo! air. <laughs> so good. And then once $100 Perfect. is reached, a crisis party happens where
7: <laughs> police
2: lights go off, and then <laughs> yeah. money starts flying at people, That's and then crazy. one flew into Ian's Yeah, coffee. it's a bit
5: distracting. <laughs> it, it is a little hit me in the face, one fell yeah. in on the coffee. But oh, it's cool.
6: It's cool. Is that, yeah. All right, it's let's see.
0: Actually.
2: Odysseus Horse says, Tim, if you're serious about the absolute nature of 2A... You should get Brandon Herrera, the AK guy, on to tell you about the ATF form to register your nuclear device. I'd love to hear it.
7: I have tried so many times to get that man. He is busy as all get Uh, out. hmm. Someday. Brandon
2: Herrera is his name.
7: Yeah, Brandon Herrera.
2: Matthew Fettig says, hey, Tim, love all your work. Anyway, the IRL can do a poll of the day and then talk about it. A little on the show to help the show feel even more engaging. That's a good idea.
6: Mm-hmm, yeah. We could
2: do something in the, in the, um, community section on the, on the page, like maybe, uh, maybe in the morning. Well, or maybe, maybe just before, the, maybe a couple hours before the show and the news is like, you know, here are, like some question, big stories yeah. and we'll see what people are interested in yeah, or, yeah. you know, we'll ask a question then we can pull it up on the show. That would be fun, actually. It's a good idea. Um, Matthew, you get, you get no royalties. It's ours. You gave us the idea. Thank we own you. it now. Nice job, <laughs> dude. Yeah. You forfeit all rights. No, we'll see. We'll see. What about my donkey idea?
3: Can
5: I get an on that?
2: You can um, you guys do
5: that? I'll cut. I'll
2: give you back the hundred
5: dollars. <laughs> that proves you're not a fa- is that what you I want? Got it. To say? Yeah. So like got to earn redemption, bad. you gave me a hundred bucks, <laughs> I'll give it back.
7: Yeah, there you go. Okay. Good, Good donkey idea.
5: Matt Reese
2: says the left are saying mental health isn't an issue, while you see a clear trend to normalize mental illness, as if madness should be the new baseline. Yeah, well. Unfortunately, this is the
5: hill I'm, I'm on right now is the pharmaceutical industry is the root problem of this because just too much of a coincidence not to be
2: Fritter says disabled guy here. I walk with a cane. Love it when my friends yell. Hurry up, dude. I only have two speeds. If you don't like this one, you sure as hell won't like the other. <laughs> I love that guy.
7: That's great.
2: Food for Life Global says, our charity is FFL.org, and our mission is to unite the world through the sharing of pure food. Hmm. We serve over one million vegan meals a day. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. FFL, too. I thought it was going to be a gun thing. Mm. But yeah. it's Food for Life. Wait, that's three Fs. That's F-F-F-L. Food. Wait, wait, wait. That's,
7: F-F. that's F-F-G. that's
2: for. Food for. Food life. for
5: F and
7: life. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, Tim can't count. I can't count. Where's no. that H?
5: Food for Life. <laughs> W-W-J-D.
2: Food. F-F-L-G. That's, a, what, that's, that's what it was. Food. I pulled another Biden, man.
7: What? What's going on I gotta
2: here? got to get sleep. Yeah, you got oh, to take, take a meditation break. You're going to love the fresh yeah. air. Yeah. yeah. If I pull more Bidens like this, I don't know if I keep doing the show. <laughs>
7: Forest bathing.
2: But I do like the fact that whenever I screw up, I can say I pulled a Biden. Yeah, Because it that. makes it funny. And then, and then you have to
4: whisper something really creepy.
2: <laughs> and like, angry.
4: I'm mm. your commander in chief. <laughs> that was so creepy today. <laughs> it gave me like a goosebumps. Well, like, Ooh. oh, we did that. We'll, yeah. grab,
2: we'll grab two more here. <laughs> Just, uh, let's see, uh, Phalanx says the Ludi is a 9mm SMG, uh, that is built entirely from things you find at the hardware store. Mm. British <laughs> anti-gun control guy Phil Ludi wrote a book showing how to do it. Ooh. Wow. Mm. You can't ban the knowledge. That's crazy. Nice. Mm. You cannot, no. Nasho Nabo says shout out to Riley Highland. The chicken cams will be forever known as Tim- Timsest? Whoa!
4: (laughs) Is that because Roberto and his daughters? That makes sense. Well, hey man, don't put your name with that. You didn't do anything
2: wrong. Yeah, I didn't do it. He He did. (laughs) And you know what was funny is we put Dorothy in sex jail (laughs) because he was going at her too much and hurt her back.
5: Yeah, she was the she was the victim. She was the uh, she was the favorite. She was the punished. She was the favorite. And so
2: we had to separate her. And people got mad. They were like, "Why shouldn't you put Roberto in there?" And that's like, well, but he's the rooster, and he like. You know, patriarch keeps the girls in in check and like guards them and if we separate them he might come back out and fight with his son so we can't but then eventually we decided it's time to send Roberto off to the uh the mine over at Friedamistan mm-hmm. with the boys and uh uh so we put him in sex jail
4: I'm sure she appreciated a little break also she, she didn't really healing. Her lady. Oh she's
2: not no oh. it's been a couple of months and she's, she's an not growing the feathers back oh. she needs some reiki yep. oh. Yeah you know and and for some reason she is the favorite even for Roberto Jr now it's re- it's crazy. That she, chicken
7: I, hormones. I don't
2: I don't know anything about chicken attractiveness, <laughs> but she must be a supermodel <laughs> in general.
5: The Bard Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hot. You know, it's
2: really funny. We have two Bard Rock. They're, they look like zebras. They have like you know white and black. And Vanessa has always got a furrowed brow, and that's how you tell them apart. You you see Vanessa and she's always looking angry at you like this with she's her eyes crummy. down, and Dorothy's eyes are always up like oh
7: she's very cute. So you instantly
2: just know who's who. Mm. Yeah. They're very
5: friendly. They're both real friendly to humans, too. That might have something to do with them being the favorites of the roosters.
2: Adrian Curry says, eat Roberto. He will always be a part of you. (laughs) That's terrible. Justice has been served. (laughs) Uh, I don't don't think we'll eat any of the original cast, which includes Roberto. But all the rest of them that don't have names are fair game. And we can't name the 50 of them that we have. So we named one of the Brahmas the the son of Sarah, Isaac, because in the Bible, Sarah's son is Isaac. So he's safe. And Sarah is safe. And then she has another son and daughter. I guess they'll be safe. I
7: like the Bible trend. That's cool.
2: Well, I just—I I don't know. It was just an idea someone came up with, I guess. So, uh, you know, we'll see how Chicken City goes. But also, guys, check out Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube live Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. We're going to be doing some ads for them as well as the show starts kicking up and getting to full speed. And uh, it's going really good. I mean, Lydia and Ian have been on the show. So fun. This week, yeah. actually. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah. So uh, smash the like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel. Share the show is the most powerful thing you can do. You know, we started buying, uh, doing this marketing thing recently. But everything for this show has been organic growth, which is just totally nuts. And I talked to some marketing people who couldn't believe it. They were like, no way. Not just Yeah, just people were sharing it. I guess they like it. Yeah. So that really is the most powerful thing. But now we'll do traditional marketing, and we're going to take over. That's what we're going to do. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Brian, you want to shout anything out?
3: I'm just so pleased to be here. Can't wait to come back, if you have me, even though if I glow. <laughs> but uh, please, uh, the President's Daily Brief, love it if you all listen to that. And uh, I'm on uh, Twitter, Brian Dean Wright.
4: Always great to be here, Daniel Turner. Daniel Turner, Power of the Future, powerofthefuture.com and also always a shout out to Bristol Farm, Virginia on Instagram. Uh, our fantastic sheep farm. So I sent cute. you. A, I sent yeah. you a picture of the sheep, but I don't know if you can pull it up in time. I can't
7: pull it up in time, but I am going to put that link in your in our uh, bio, awesome. so your socials will have my it right
4: sheep now. are just uh, they're They're the most ap- beautiful sheep in the in the world, For, uh, Swiss valet. They're just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So did, anyway, did, did you shave them yet? Uh the Scottish blackface will get sheared uh, next week. Are they're you going to record, record it? it? They're getting really hot. You guys want to come record it? You can. It's kind yeah. of funny. That'd be I fun. like the idea. They'll yeah. be so happy because they're hot right now. Oh, oh, sure. They're so hot. They have so much wool. But uh yeah, Bristol Farm, Virginia on Instagram. And great to be here. Thanks for having me. Have a great weekend. I huh? used
5: to think it was unethical to shave, shorn, shave sheep just because the way they scream and, and struggle. But I saw a sheep with so much wool it couldn't yeah. move. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of got them. Yeah. No, yeah, like, you're, you're, like it.
2: You see how they vaccinate the baby sheep? They have them sitting in that conveyor belt thing with their feet up, Aww. and it just like pulls them <laughs> forward, and they don't move, and they just gives them the shot, and then it drops them, and they walk away. I love That's <laughs>
6: great. I it's love
5: it. Daniel, always great. T- oh, really great to see you, man. Brian, you. really good to see you, dude. And we did joke about the whole CIA that you work with, the Fed, and everything, but that's Fed. like, thank you so much for doing that, and, and like the, the work voice. you've done, you bet. and for coming and talking about it. Anytime. Can't wait to see you again, man. I'm this excited. is great stuff. I followed you on Twitter. Lydia, I love you. Tim, always a pleasure, my man.
7: Alright, I wanted to leave you guys with this quick thought. I was just talking to Chris Carr, who's one of our editors over at TimCast.com, and I said, Chris, I would really like to know how many of the cops who just stood in the hallway while those kids were dying had their own kids. I was like, I'm willing to bet that not a lot of them have their own children. And I was like, this is how a culture dies when we're not willing to defend the people who need our defense the most because our family line ends with us. And if we're to die, that's it. So anyway, that's not exactly a bright note to leave you with, but I also want to say you guys can follow me on Twitter and minds.com at sourpatchlitz as well as sourpatchlitz.me.
2: Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Check out Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube and subscribe to it. And check out chickencitylive.com. We have the Cast Castle vlog up every day, and we'll be back with the show. We are working on Memorial Day. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you
6: all then. Bye, guys.